such penetration in this story. Constant penetration. He names him after the guy he killed, and he doesn't like his son. Fuck you, Victor! I'm gonna show her Anya, it's gonna blow her mind. <laughs> you stole some horses? I killed your friends forever! Dude, it was one horse! Who can say where your love goes? Welcome to people time. Whoa! It's the people time. Oh, we should have a slam. Yeah, your song. This should be your song because you always make all the yeah. intro songs. So this is the new one. <laughs> yeah. People time slam. I think it might. I think there might be a copyright issue with that, but we could do it anyway. Oh. I don't, well, give, I don't give a fuck. Sampling. We're sampling it. Yeah. I think that's still illegal, but... It is. Yeah, it totally is. Eh. I don't think we have enough listenership to worry about copyright infringement yet. Oh, wait, ever. We, have, we have millions of listeners. Oh, shit. You're right. Matter of fact, who wrote that? He might be one of our listeners. He is. Yeah, all members of Onyx listen to our show. <laughs> the Pokemon? Yeah, all the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stupid. If you Stop. upgrade Onyx long enough, yeah. he will rap to you. That's the that's the best part of the game. Yeah, it's not about catching them all. It's about just mm -mm. getting that one onyx. Upgrading their musical abilities. <laughs> like Jigglypuff is already there. He starts off <laughs> musical. <laughs> Jigglypuff. It's a dumb Pokemon. Really stupid. Pokemon's stupid though. It's all. Yeah. Yeah. I I still play it. Yeah. I still have my Game Boy. Yeah. Sometimes I'll fuck with it. Yeah. I'm thirty. I'm thirty-one <laughs> years old, and I. <laughs> Shit. Our generation is perpetually. We're children. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a Pokemon called um, Kangaskhan. That is in my notes. That's awesome, you brother. Oh, up. really? Yeah, that's Shit. funny. So we're doing Jangus, and. Uh, now, yeah, you say Jangus because that's the correct way, right? Yeah, we should talk. We can talk about that. Or do you want to wait? I'm taking over your show. I'm so. Uh, it's our. It's a show. Program, yeah, fucking program. Sorry. Um, no, yeah, we could talk about that. It's because it's weird. It is weird. Most people say Genghis. I've always said Genghis. Yeah. Um. There's that Mike Snow song. He says Genghis Khan. Hmm. I feel a little bit Genghis Khan. Don't want you to get it on with nobody else but me. So he mispronounces it. Yeah. Mike, Mike Snow. When did well, is this? Has it always been pronounced Genghis? And we all just I suck? don't know. I, I found... feel like. There was a documentary in the 80s that I watched that said Genghis, and then everything more modern says Genghis. Hmm. Uh, it reminds me of, like, we all said Neanderthal, and then, like, one day we all stopped saying that, and we all said Neanderthal. Neanderthal, yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, I know uh, in college I was really into this poet called Li Po from Tang Dynasty, China, and I liked him because he wrote, he mostly just wrote poems about getting drunk on wine and... <laughs> The moon was his friend. Anyway, recently I looked him up, and uh, scholars have decided his name is actually Lee Pei. Oh. So I think they just are like... They correct themselves? Yeah, I guess they're just changing like, well, if we were pronouncing it the way they pronounce it, it'd be like this, we think. I don't think they fucking know. Yeah, they're like, his name is not Rasputin, it's Rasputin. Yeah, uh, we figured that out now. Yeah, sorry about that, everybody. Sorry. Change your textbooks. Change all your textbooks. Rasputin. 
It's Rasputin. <laughs> Come here, Putin. It's Rasputin. Rasputin. <laughs> Rice Putin. Rice. <laughs> Rice Putin. Yeah, it's not actually not even pronounced Genghis Khan. It's pronounced uh, Tom Selleck. <laughs> if you were to use the original the dialect, correct. right? Yeah. So we're gonna just call him Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> the Conqueror. The <laughs> Conqueror. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, welcome to the fucking thing that we're doing here. Yeah. You're presenting the episode. Yeah. I don't know anything about Jengus, but right. I also made you do the uh, fun fact of the day because <laughs> I'm tired. Well, People Time went to a beer festival yesterday. Yeah. And drank many beers in the sun. And I am not a drinker or a sun person. It's true. So both those things wore me out. You, which, sorry, what's your name? Dr. Dick Solomon, High Commander. <laughs> he does the, yeah. the head thing. Yeah. Well, uh, Dr. Dick Solomon and uh, myself, I'm Troy McClure. Troy you, McClure? Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such People Time episodes as Dwight Eisenhower, the toe-faced racist. Yeah. So Troy McClure and uh, Dr. Dick Solomon you know, are worn out a little bit from a beer festival. It's true. I drink beer a lot, but not, fuck, it's a high point in the sun. Yeah. Which I should clarify, high point. Oh, yeah, in Utah, we don't have high point beer. <sighs> We're from Utah. Typically. I mean, you have to go to the, you have to go get it specially. Yeah, that could be the fun fact, real, the funner fun fact. If you're not from Utah and you don't know about our repressive culture here, mm. they don't allow us to have regular alcohol-leveled beer. It's a little bit less alcohol. And you can only buy it at certain times. Yeah, it's very restricted. Yeah. So when you go to special events and they have regular beer, you get wasted. Yeah. And then you're outside. And, and then people just like wake you up in the park and you're like, <laughs> what, what happened? I had two 6% beers and <laughs> I lost my fucking mind. <laughs> well, I love it too because whenever I hear about people that have like dry counties, I always think that's so fucking weird. I'm like, <laughs> dry county? Right. What a bunch of pussies. And I realize like, you know, we, we drink watered down we're, beer. We're halfway there. Yeah. Yeah. At least we aren't dry. That would suck balls. Yeah. I have to drive into Canada just to get Coors Light. Yeah, like God damn it, that'd be awful. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we're a little tired, but I think we've got the emotional commitment and energy. I am so ready. Oh! Yeah. Yeah! It's right, me too. Fuck, man, we got Tom Cruise in the house. Shut up! <laughs> Sit! He's drunk. He, he had some beer, too. He came to the festival, yeah. and, uh... You ever thought about, like, and no, no disrespect, you ever thought about taking, like, a special needs kid to a place just full of candy and beer? Mm-mm. That's what happened. Mm. He just ran from, from booth to booth. People were like, oh, my God, you're Tom Cruise. Give me your autograph. And he's like, <laughs> and then they gave him beer, and now he's here. Eating crackers. Eating crackers. <laughs> he's still not eating them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He just he keeps... The, one of the few words he can pronounce is gushers. So when I give him crack, he's like, no, gushers. No! <laughs> I think we got a little bit off track here. What were we talking about? I think we are talking about Pokemon or something. Fuck, I don't even know. What are we doing here? Oh, we were talking about Jengus. Well, we had a fun fact real quick. In 1919, in Boston, Massachusetts, there is a, uh, a company called the Purity Distilling Company. 
who made a bunch of different kinds of products. One of their main products they sold was molasses. Uh, I guess normally in Boston it's pretty goddamn cold, but on this day it got above 40 degrees, which is a big deal because a gigantic ass vat of molasses fucking blew up. Blew up? You know, according to what I was reading, they still don't totally know why, but they think that maybe that temperature change... And then, like, they put some newer molasses on top of some older molasses, and maybe the temperatures fought each other. There's a lot of pressure. Fuck, man. I, I don't understand science. And apparently, this bat had 2.3 million gallons of molasses and flooded a whole goddamn town. Which, think about molasses. It's slow. It's just... It's, yeah, it's farty. And everyone's like, well, I guess I may, maybe I should get out of the way. I don't know. Oh, my God. We, hold on, I'm going to finish my episode of uh, People Time before I get up and go. i got plenty of time. Two hours? This episode's two do, hours? That's do you okay. see that? Yeah. Is that a 24-foot tall wall of molasses? Hmm. 20-foot put... tall? Is that really what it was? Yeah, according to what I was reading, it's 24 feet tall. Jesus 25 Christ. feet high. It was actually moving at 35 miles an hour. Yeah, it's, it's which really is pretty quicker. quick. Yeah. Which I guess... I cannot run 35. I don't know if any human can. I can. I've seen you try to move quick. It's not that quick. <laughs> no, it's pretty unfortunate looking. I mean, me and you were both, I think, in the same boat of just... Not athletes. <laughs> if molasses was coming after us, a 25-foot wall, we'd be... <laughs> we'd be the first to go. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I don't have any any skills. <laughs> well, I guess this wall literally just leveled a whole section of the town. Just... That's insane. <laughs> and I, 21 people died. Yeah. Um, I like the idea though more of it moving slowly and like because you said how many people died? Twenty one. Twenty. I like see I like I the idea of thinking of twenty one people would just they just decided not to go. Or they were something. the laziest people in town. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll get up when I get up. I don't know. I don't know. Ah oh, shit! It's got me. Scurry along. Yeah. Skedaddle, guys. It's only got my legs. I think I still have time. I'm gonna hang out. Yeah. I'm gonna do some stretches. Read the paper. Do a, do a brisk walk. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have to briskly walk away from this flood. <laughs> yeah. Save yourselves. Briskly walk away. <laughs> yeah. Very sad, but hilarious. Yeah. I mean. Boston. I don't know. They said that like when the vat blew up, it sounded like a fucking explosion, I guess, and everybody got freaked out, but then they couldn't run faster than molasses, so. <laughs> <laughs> When did you say this happened? By the way, it was in the early 19... Yeah, 1919. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it'd be really hard not to cause jokes, like, around the people who lost loved ones. I mean, like... Yeah. They're de- they would be dead anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Your brother's so slow, he could not run molasses and died. And they're just like, are you serious? Dude, that? that's not cool. But... That's, all... yeah, that's but how is... slow he was. It is funny, though, right? <laughs> The thing I said about your dead brother. <laughs> well, what's crazy is they said because it was so tall that it pushed like a wave of air. Everybody sort of like lost their breath. And then the air was just full of like sugary goodness from the molasses and they couldn't fucking breathe. That's weird. It's like, <gasps> it's too much sugar in the air. It's too delicious. <laughs> I like it too much. <laughs> I guess they had chronic breathing problems after that. Which is also hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. Well, I like it because it works on another level. Because you call someone like you're so slow is like another way of saying you're dumb. Yeah. Especially back you're, then, I feel like slow. Your your brother's so slow. <laughs> <laughs> 
mentally and physically, <laughs> which is why his lungs are full of molasses. <laughs> oh, it's so terrible. I tell Tom Cruise that every day. <laughs> You're lucky we're here. <laughs> well, this has gone on a long time. Hey, well, let's do the episode. Recommend us to your pastor. Yeah. And your favorite stripper. Both. Might be the same person. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. It'd be so hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm super attracted to the clergy. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's kind of a reverse take. Yeah. That's where you're telling your pastor to get down on their knees. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are doing uh, Genghis Khan. Genghis. I'm not going to lie. I have this, like, kind of the Pluto complex. Pluto complex? Where everyone's like, it's not a planet anymore. And I'm like, fuck you, it's a planet. I think they decided so, it's a planet now. They can't make up their fucking minds. Oh. Well, either way, if it's not, I'm still going to call it a planet. And same with you calling him Genghis. I might still just keep calling him Genghis. That's fine. I'm sorry. We're going to spend half the episode calling him something else anyway. What? It's people time. Oh, my God. His name's different. Whoa! It's not, it's not even what you think it is. I feel like it's getting to the point. It's Jerry. Is it Jerry? <laughs> yeah, it's just Jerry. That's weird. <laughs> it's really it's like Jerry. an American name. <laughs> it's Jerry Thompson. Yeah. Well, I love that that's kind of the case. I mean, I think it's got to be something like, what, 80 or 90% of the people we do. Yeah, something like that. What they're known by is not their their real name or their birth name or whatever. Yeah, usually their birth name, they change somehow. Yeah. I think we stumbled onto something there. Yeah. If you want to be amazing, you got to change your fucking name. Yep. To that's what? why you suck right now. You're still being called... Troy McClure my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Never changed it. Never changed it. I've always been Troy. Troy. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. Yeah. You might remember me from such People Time episodes as uh, Juan Pujol, the Nazi fucker. Yeah. Yeah, you probably know me from that, if you've heard the show. See, I like my... See, the problem is I don't want to change my name. Dick is a good name. Dick is a strong, throbbing name. It's a big... takes big. up a lot of takes space. Lot of space. <laughs> <laughs> it fits into tight places, though. In, an, in a convenient way. It, yeah, it can. It can. <laughs> it can. If, if, if allowed. If allowed. Yeah, you don't want to... You don't want to just shove your... No. You don't want to shove your name all over where it's not wanted. Thrust your name to yeah. the unwilling. Yeah. That's not cool. That's, that's horrible. No. Well, uh, Jengus was into that shit. Yeah. He was 100% of that. That's actually in my notes here. You know, one of the world's greatest innovators of war and rape. <laughs> Wow. Pretty much how that's the takeaway from the gentleman. Because that's the whole, uh, you might be related to Genghis Khan. There's a good chance you are. If you can hear my voice, you might be related to him or somebody who worked for him or one of his kids. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. He, he might have actually fucked more people than anyone ever. Do they know the number? No. No. But, you know, Wilt Chamberlain used to say that, that he'd slept with 10,000 women. He did? Yeah. But I think... Jengis did. <laughs> Jengis wasn't lying. He didn't even brag. He's just like, yeah, I did that shit. Yeah. Yeah? What? It felt good. Bring me your daughters. <laughs> well, uh, for some historical context, the uh, Mongolians live on the Mongolian steppe, is what that's called. Why is it called that? A steppe is like a geographical region of just miles and miles of flatland and grass. That sounds nice. It's where they dig They dig living there. So when you do Jangus research, you read a lot about the steppe. Okay. What time frame are we talking about? Well, he was born around 1162. 
1162. Yeah, I'm glad he said that because whenever people say like what century it is, it always throws me off. Because he said the 14th century, so my brain's like the 1400s, but that's not ever right. No, it's never right. So uh, it's the 12th century. Oh, you said the 12th century, but yeah, see, which it's makes 1100s. it 1162. I don't know why that is. I'm sure there's a logical reason, and I don't want you to explain it to me. You don't. You want another reason? It's probably because it didn't start on zero, right? Is that it did like that? start on zero. It did start on zero? Yeah. Oh, I feel like I should have... So like zero to 100 is the first century, and then 100 to 200 is the second century. Year 102 is the second century, which is yeah. 102, but Which is why we're in the 2000s, but we're in the 21st century. See, I can't even... I don't even... <laughs> so let's just go with 1100s. I like that. Okay. So it is AD, so our precious Lord and Savior is dead. Who? Um, Socrates. Okay, yeah. He is dead now. But to get an idea of the steppe, it is like a ge- like a physical geographical region that runs. It's like five million miles across Asia and Europe. It's just Damn. a big swath of grass. Nice. And up in Mongolia, they just like they just fucking love it there. Yeah. So you could put your your mind in like just dirt and wind and horses and grass. Sounds lovely. And shit. We've got mountains all around us, so I mean, they do have some mountains over there, but we are we are mountainous. I think they just have some standalone mountains. Huh. Nothing crazy. I mean, there's some rivers and stuff, but they're horse people. They like to have a place where their horses can just eat grass and they can just Chill. hunt and set up their gur. What's a gur? It's like their tents. Oh, it's just a big round tent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, we think of everybody in Mongolia as Mongols, but Really, that wasn't the case yet. So when, let me just say, his name is Temujin. Temujin? His birth name is Temujin. So why do we know him as Genghis? Or Genghis now? Um, Once he takes over fucking everything, he wanted like a powerful name. And Genghis means descendant of a wolf or it means steel. It means like a whole bunch of shit. But they translated it as great leader. His original name again was Tem- Temujin. So what does Temujin mean? be funny if it was like little... Um, so little, little. His dad killed a guy named Timogen shortly before he was born, and then named his son. He's like, uh, that's like. And I read that that's like a thing. Well, that's funny because it seems like a weird, like weird honorable thing. Like, yeah, I'm I, think, honor I think it's someone. supposed to be. Yeah, but it also sounds almost like it'd be hilarious if, like, you go back to that person's like tribe or whatever, and you're like, yeah, get this is my son. Guess what his name is, <laughs> motherfucker. Hey, remember that asshole I killed? I killed him? I'm going to name my son after him. What do you think about that, bitches? That might be it. That's kind of weird. Because the Mongols were also assholes when it came to war and shit. They were just like, yeah, I killed your friend. Now I named my son what? What? <laughs> well, so the Mongols at this point are actually just a type of people. They're a tribe of people with a specific... Like, they live mostly in uh, northwestern... Mongolia now, which is like border Siberia, but what is modern Mongolia had a bunch of different groups of people who weren't Mongols, and they all had different cultures and religions and shit. Weird. I did not know this. So we consider Mongolia Mongolia because Genghis fucking took it from them and said, you are Mongols now. Damn. So when he's born, the Mongols are just a tribe in the area. So Mon- Mongolia, and it's near by Russia as well. Yeah, but Russia, this is Siberia. kind of an Asian-based yeah, it's Asia. area, right? Yeah. Okay. It's like, so Mongolia is just just north of China. Oh, okay. And then it borders Siberia on the top. It's sort of like cold and shitty up there. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. 
I don't think it's Siberia very nice. sucks. If you Google pictures of Mongolia, it seems like a lovely place, but it looks fucking cold. Yeah, I don't like cold. And there's dirt. Horses. I mean, I think there's dirt everywhere. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Mongols call themselves that because that's just the term they preferred. But everybody else actually called them Blue Turks or or Black Tartars. They just had a bunch of different names because really they were just a tribe of people. Okay. Doing their thing. And they claim to be descended from wolves, which is fun. Oh, that's way badass. Yeah, they have like a whole mythology where the guy who started their tribe is half wolf or full wolf. They couldn't make up their minds about that. Some of my family members are derived from wolves. Really? Mm -hmm. Directly? Yeah. Three of them. Wolf people. Oh, yeah, I have one of those in my family too. Yeah. Which weirdly, they're like biologically wolves. Yeah. But silly little people yeah who like to lick your face mine just got mine just got groomed recently i know he's a cute boy now yeah he's so cute (laughs) the fucking wherever you guys take him to get groomed with the bandana he's wearing yeah too goddamn cute i know right god people time loves dogs we love dogs we're the puppy boys i gotta pee again (laughs) (laughs) i'm so sorry i'm so distracting i feel like (laughs) so they uh are also actually descended from the Huns, which is like Attila the Hun. Yeah, right. That's weird. So when was uh, Attila? How long? Attila, ago? Like, I think, was like a thousand years before. Whoa. Few, several hundred years before. So a distant. Yeah, they don't know Attila. But he attempted a similar, let me take over the world thing. Yeah. And he actually got pretty far. I think, you know, when you play Risk, start in Mongolia, maybe. <laughs> yeah. From my research, it looks like you can go pretty goddamn far if you yeah. start from there. Yeah. I mean, really, like, if you're doing it from, from like, Jenga's standpoint, the reward is rape and, like, gold. Maybe that's a good reward for him since for he him. obviously did it, yeah. But I'm like, I don't want to. I enjoy sex. I don't want to take it from a young lady. Yeah. That doesn't. Or an old lady. I might take it from an old lady. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Shit. No, but that's. She can't stop you. At our you? point. Oh, God. You know, like, with Hitler, what's the incentive? I don't know. It's don't just your ego. You yeah. silly little prick. Yeah. So Jengis was raised in a pretty violent culture, so we can excuse some of his behavior, but not all of it. Yeah. Not all of it. When you say a violent culture, one of the things I first think of is kind of like the Spartans. Is it kind of something similar to that, where it's like oh, hell yeah. you're bred to be these like, are, go to war? Uh, yeah, these are just Klingons. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think if the Mongol Empire survived and then got to space, they would just be the Klingons. Okay. They are fucking cool. But they're also badass as fuck. Like, they, because they live on this steppe, which is kind of barren, they hunt to survive. And I'm sure everybody's already heard they use hawks to hunt in, in like, cool ways. That's badass. Do they really did that? I thought that was, like... That's real. That's cool. Yeah. And they also, they hunt wolves and they hunt deer out there. Um, and they drink a very specific type of booze called arag, which is um, mare's milk, like horse milk that is fermented weird that's like their choice drink i don't know why but there's something about like thinking of this as kind of like brute like Ugh. yeah like we're bred for war and that's what they drink it's even the name Arag. Arag. and then it's fucking milk that's fermented which normally i think milk that's just it going bad right like fuck it sounds awful curdled milk and they just and they're like drink it get you yeah. drunk you're a man now let's go rape i don't want to be a man <laughs> i want to drink juice <laughs> <laughs> I want something nice. You got any squeeze Well, they also did this thing that I stumbled upon when they were in an area that there wasn't water and they didn't have any arag. They would drink their horse's blood. Fuck, dude. So they were just survivalists. How are they not dying from that shit? That's how fucking tough they are. 
They're just out there. I mean, their diet consists of almost entirely meat and then dairy occasionally from the horse or cows if they're in an area where they can get them. Right. But, yeah, they're just all dried meat and yogurt and fuck. (laughs) These are tough (laughs) fucking people. All right. They are born into the Mongolian steppe. It's fucking cold. There's no trees. You're just barely alive most of the time. (laughs) So if you make it to adulthood, you're tough motherfucker all right so around 1162 we don't actually know timogen was born uh, but we know his mom's name is holan or howlin everything is pronounced there's just... i like howlin that sounds cool let's go with howlin she is from the Merkid tribe which is just another tribe and his dad is a guy named yesagay or yesakway or yesakai something one of those well yesagay yesagai Yes, a gay guy. <laughs> that guy had a poor... If he was born before, <laughs> yes, you know, today, guy. he had a hard time in high school. <laughs> which is, you know, it shouldn't be that way, but he had, yeah. Hey, yes, a gay. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to kill you later. He's like, if, if you guys only knew. In 2019, it gets a little bit, slightly better. Slightly. Well, maybe a tiny bit. Only a little bit. Sorry. Like, barely a measurable amount. <laughs> I'm going to say yes, a guy, so that we stop making gay jokes. Because that's just rude. Yes, guy uh, was actually already married to a different woman, but he was on a um, uh, hunting trip, and these tribes would They're on a break. raid the fuck out of each other if they saw an opportunity. Really? So if you have a camp set up, and you're not paying attention, and a hunting party comes by, they're going to take your shit and kill you. Huh. So Yesakai actually attacked a Merkid tribe and stole Howlin, uh... Who and then now she is his quote unquote wife. As far as the women go, is it just kind of like survival? So I'm gonna go along with this and not try to escape, or are they like all part of this kind of culture? Of well, like they're in it. So like now I'm yeah now with you. Sweet, let's go. Oh well, I don't know. I mean, I think probably more on the darker so side of. I should say, uh, there, there's a book called The Secret History of the Mongolians. And it's actually, it's called that because it was supposed to be a secret. It's something that the cons were supposed to just give to the next con. So whoever's in charge of the empire has full understanding of their own history. But some version of it was found in like, I don't know, 1940. It's pretty new. Shit. But the secret history details all of this shit. And whenever a woman is stolen from a tribe, she's called a wife, which... I mm-hmm. think means sex slave. Yeah. But then also, I do think she gets some rights. Like, she gets her own tent, and if they have kids, the kids have rights. But she is also yeah, stolen, but she is a quote-unquote wife. Okay. This is a cult. This is what we're so talking about. So, if you here. have a wife your own, and then you just had to go raid somebody else, hey, you baby. can get another wife. Hey, baby, I brought fun. a new wife home. I'm going to fuck her behind the woodshed. She's like, okay. They have woodsheds? Dinner's at five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Behind the gur. So, uh, yeah, that's that's his parents. When, yeah, like I was saying, this is normal. When the hunting seasons are slow or a hunting party just comes across a tribe, they just do that. They take the women as wives. Often they will take the children as slaves or just kill them if they don't have the room to take them. Fuck. They just take them. Um, and this was just their natural cycle. They would just ride in fucking kill each other and then you would regroup and like the mer kids at this point now they want revenge against against uh yesequay's tribe and they just that it's just an endless round of 
raiding and killing and pillaging and raping. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just needed some fucking Netflix. <laughs> um, well, these uh, these are like these are north north Mongolian tribes, which means it's very cold and there's not a ton of resources. And just in South Mongolia, the Silk Road runs through South Mongolia. I don't know what that is. Silk Road. Yeah, it's like from China. It's just a trade route. Common used. Yeah, it's route. like one of the most famous trade routes of all time that like Marco Polo was following because he's like, where's all this cool shit coming from? All the silk and gold. Oh, cool. So the Southern Mongolians actually raided each other last because they had a nice economy of a road that had stuff. Up north, you don't have shit. You just kill your neighbor and take it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the meek Inca inherit shit because I'll take it. <laughs> We're out of food. You have some? That's my food now. <laughs> and then your wife is now my wife. Well, Timogen, um was supposedly born with a blood clot in his little hand. Like, he came out of his mom, his knuckles were closed, and when they opened them, it was a blood clot. Gross. I don't know what that means. They saw that as a positive sign. <laughs> that he was going to be a warrior. That's Well, I guess... They were accurate. They he were correct. He was a warrior. Which just means in his mom's womb, he just ripped a part of her out on his way out. He's like, I'm taking this. I'm taking everything from here on out. <laughs> this is just what I'm going to do. Mine. 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 Um, well, and they live on the banks of the Onan River, which is uh, a river that flows out of the Burkhan Khaldun Mountain. Hmm. Uh, that's just going to come up. There's a very big mountain over there that... Um, they're pagans, so they worship like spirits and shit. Hmm. And the Burkhan Khaldun Mountain is some important spirit to their pagan religion. So I think Jangus worshipped, they called it the eternal blue sky. He worshipped the sky. And then he also super worshipped this mountain. That mountain is like his homeboy. Cool. Like friend, they're friends. Yeah, they're buddies. Nice. Like, what up, dude? You want to go rape some chicks? And the mountain doesn't say anything. He's like, yeah, yeah. So you're into we it? We do. All right. Say nothing if you're into it. <laughs> Yes. yes. Um, and I guess I should say, um, the all the cultures over there had different religions. Like uh, Islam is up there. There's Christians up there. There's Buddhists. There's Taoists. So the Mongolian uh, animists, where they just worship anime. Shit. Everything has spirits. It's anime. Yeah. They so worship anime. Like a religious text for them is manga. Yeah. They're super into that. With like tentacles and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what Temujin's into, <laughs> and uh, yeah, his dad killed a Tartar warrior who's just another tribe, and he killed a guy named Temujin, and I guess that's a thing. And the root word for it is Temul. Temul means like to stubbornly rush forward, which yeah. is also telling. So he yeah he killed a guy named Temujin and yeah. named his son Temujin. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My parents killed a guy named Troy McClure, but it was because. They were driving drunk, and they hit him and just kept driving. Hmm. When they got home, the news was like, Troy McClure killed. And they're like, let's name our son that. <laughs> <laughs> so we never forget. It's a nice sounding name, huh? Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Well, and these are, like I said, horse people and warriors. So usually by the age of four, they can fucking ride a horse and shoot an arrow like on while they're standing on the back of the horse. I can't do either of those things. Never by themselves. Yeah. I don't even like horses. They kind of they scare me. Out. <laughs> they scare me too. Yeah, they're going to kick me in the head. I'm going to They're huge. I'm going to die. They're very large and I can't read their facial cues. Yeah. So I'm like, "Are you mad at me?" 
Do you want an apple, or are you mad at me? My wife makes fun of me for it, because she's like, they're fine. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, one kick to the head, and that's, that's it. Split your goddamn brain open. And then she's like, well, just don't stand behind them. He can kill me with the front, too. Yeah. I mean, they weigh, they'll like, bite you 600 too. pounds. They do bite you. Fuck that. I, that the whole thing is just yeah. one big weapon. They're not like dogs, and I don't like them. <laughs> I don't like them. People time stands. We love dogs, not horses. <laughs> Fuck horses. <laughs> so they can ride on the horse. Standing up while shooting an arrow at age four is what you said about that time yeah. frame? Jesus. And they have, like, games that the ch- the kids would play that was all to increase this ability. To, like, Try to kill your best friend. Kill all your horse. friends. Quickly. <laughs> run faster and shoot your arrow further and kill your friend. <laughs> and take his shit. Like, Dad, I love this game. I know. Me too, son. <laughs> I killed all my friends. <laughs> that's why I'm the only one here. <laughs> and that's why your name's Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's my best friend. He was, anyway. So I took his wife. Well, his uh, his dad uh, may not have super liked him, um, which I don't know. I found some dis- dispute about this, but when there was their camp would move a lot depending on the weather, and like they would have to immigrate or yeah move around to find places to hunt and whatever. Yeah. Well, one time they were moving camp, and young Temujin was just fucking left there. You, you all right there? <laughs> I can't picture it so well. Just this guy kills some guy, names his son after that guy. He's like, I fucking hate my kid. I you hated know, that guy and I hate my kid. <laughs> he names him after the guy he killed and he and doesn't like his son. They move camps and they just leave Temage in there. <laughs> what the fuck? And from what I couldn't understand, he was like five or six. And they were just like, whatever. Peace. I don't care. Um, well, he was literally left behind, and some some other raiding party uh, came in to try and, like, take him, and he luckily came up with a bunch of fun schemes, like, he hit him with paint cans, and, like, what? lit their hair on fire, and, um... It's just <laughs> so alone. He made him step on Christmas ornaments <laughs> in their bare feet. <laughs> no, actually, he was left behind, and a different clan did find him. But they didn't kill him. It was actually by another guy named. They called him the Fat Con. That's that's just that's his name. Yeah, that's not a joke. That's I guess. Rude. So the the Fat Con was just the leader of another tribe, and he saw this poor kid on his own. He's like, "Is he named by Mark Twain? Jesus, Fat Con." Yeah, dude, it's such like a Mark <laughs> Twain name. I just see like a really big fat guy who could barely the horse could barely handle him. He's like, "Is that a kid by himself?" <laughs> that hey kid. <laughs> So, luckily, Fat Con seems like a nice guy. He didn't kill him or rape him. He was just like, yeah, you can hang out with us until we find your family. We'll go find him. So, they eventually find him, and his dad is like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> hey, is this yours? We found him. And he's like, okay, yeah, he is. Yeah, I didn't leave him on purpose. That's cool. Hey. Thanks for bringing him back over here for me. Thanks, Fat Con. <laughs> Your horse looks tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Timogen, yeah, go on. Fat Con wouldn't be able to outrun the molasses. <laughs> no, he would not. <laughs> well, he would have been like, that just looks tasty. <laughs> he just eats it all. Yeah. He just stands there and unhinges his jaw and fixes the flood. Yeah. Ah, he's a fucking hero. Save people. Yeah. The Fat Con saved Boston. That would be the head, the headlines. Yeah. Well... The next thing that's reported that happened in Tamajin's life is when he was eight years old, his dad took him to go find the original Merkid tribe 
that he stole his mother from to give Temujin to the Merkid tribe. <laughs> he did not fucking like the kid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just trying to get rid of him every time. I don't know what the deal is. I just always just seem like, all right, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll play hide and seek with you. Turn around. I'll hide. I'll hide. You go ahead. Count count to a thousand. Can't count to infinity. <laughs> he just walks away while he's... Sounds like, one, two... <sighs> he just didn't give a shit about his kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were going to... I don't know. Uh, there might be some indication that eight was around the time that you, like, introduced a man to his future first wife. Wow. But I couldn't prove that other than his story. So I think... You know, his history is amazing, and everything that happened to him is amazing. I mean, he's like the progenitor of Mongolian culture, but I think his dad just didn't fucking like him. That's my takeaway. Go start your own life. Here, here's yeah. a wife. Jesus. So they actually weren't able to find the Merkid tribe he was looking for, which is probably good because they probably would have killed him. They find a different tribe who uh, his dad is not in trouble with, and young Temujin uh, sees a young girl named Borte. And Borte and Timogen took to each other. She's another eight-year-old. And mm. the, the fathers worked out a what's called bride service, where Timogen is going to live with that tribe until the female in the contract is of age, meaning she's ready for sex. Babies. And Yeah, yeah. which I guess is like 13 or something creepy. Yeah. And, uh, and then they can get married and decide where they're going to live. So Timogen's father's like, oh, no, he's great. He's really exciting to be around. You guys are going to love him. He's trying to talk him up. And the second they like, shake hands, he's like, yes, God, I rid of him. Fuck, Fuck yeah. Go, yeah go, with the, shit. go with them. Yeah. Get away from me. <laughs> go to your wife. Uh, you shook on it. Too da- late. Dad? No gizzy Dad? Taxis. Get the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> And he just immediately runs on his horse, and he's like, woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! And the rest of the tribe's looking at him like, what's wrong with this kid? What, what just happened? <laughs> Something's wrong with this kid. Like, like, I'm still holding on to that blood clot. <laughs> My dad is creeped out by it. <laughs> well, it is cute. Uh, the Secret History records that uh, eight-year-old Timogen and nine-year-old Borte we're just smitten by each other. Oh, cute. Love at first sight. At eight and nine years old. <laughs> yeah, not weird. Yeah. It's not weird. Well, uh, Timogen did apparently sing, I'm not trying to pressure you. I just can't stop thinking to. Unless we even gotta be my girlfriend. And uh, yeah. they, uh, he lives with them for, well, for a long time. But uh, his dad, hilariously, Yesike leaves and runs into a Tartar raiding party, which is actually the party of the people of the original Temujin that he killed. Are you serious? Yeah. And he knew that, but he's out on his own. He just unloaded his shitty kid. He's feeling good. (laughs) So he literally went to that tribe and pretended to be somebody else so that he could, like, have some drinks and party with them. What? And he thought he was being sly. And they they recognized him and poisoned him. That's fucking... That's fucking crazy and funny. A lot of twists. So he goes in, he's like, hey, no, my name's Bob. And they're like, oh, hey, Bob. Yeah. yeah. Sure, Bob. Come on over, Bob. He's you like, you ever heard I... of a guy named Tima Tajua? No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> never never heard of him before yeah. in my life. Me neither, Bob. He's like, have this drink. Okay. And they rasputined his ass. This is awesome. You guys have a lot of <laughs> drinks. This is cool. Bob likes drinks. <laughs> well, they do poison him, and he. Runs home, and uh, I couldn't figure out if he felt sick when he was leaving or not, but apparently he runs 
back to his tribe, gets sick, realizes he's, he's dying, and it's a tradition over there that your sons all be around to receive like last commands. And he's like, oh man, I, I've just pushed him on my life. Fuck. So he calls Timogen back. So I think Timogen was actually only with that tribe for a couple of days. <laughs> and he runs back and his dad dies before he gets there. So his dad, I don't know if I said this before, his dad, Yesake, is the con of his Mongolian tribe. I don't think you said that. My bad. This seems important. So, so Yesake is their chief and yeah. he's dead now. Okay. So he's got the two wives, the original one and, uh, the and one he's Timogen's wife. Yeah. <laughs> And together they have seven kids, and they have several other families that are attached to him. But you know, if you've seen Game of Thrones, the uh, yeah, you haven't seen Game of Thrones. Can't think of what they're called. They're those horse people. That... Horse people? Oh, what is that? They don't. They don't look very good. No. <laughs> it's like half horse. Half... Are you talking like minotaurs? What is that? Uh, Harry Potter. They have that in there. They have horse people in Harry Potter. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think they raped like that lady. It's whatever you want to be. Pretty sure they raped that lady. The one that was awful. I can't remember her name, but. Oh my God. The, yeah, like in the movie, she seems like sort of a a, a regular middle-aged lady and then a bunch of centaurs rape her to death. Yeah. She's part of the ministry. Apparently she didn't die. Oh. So she just gets raped hardcore, I think. Does she have a horse baby? Centaur baby? That's a good question. I need to ask JK Rowling. We could email her. I mean, we're celebrities now. Well, anyway, <laughs> oh my God. the uh, the Mongols are like, as I was saying, they're Dothraki from uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, is that what it was? Those are the horse people? Well, they're not actually horse. They're just regular people. But mm-hmm. I think that's what George R. R. Martin was going for, was the Mongolians when he thought about the Dothraki. Oh, okay. Because they're on horses. They love grass and all that shit. They're big buff people, right? Yes. Very tough. And they drink horse blood, kind of. Oh, yeah. Right there. Well, um, so like the Dothraki, they appreciate strength. And when a chief dies, often the people just fucking bounce and they just go find a new chief. Really? Which is what happened, yeah. No well, one takes up like the new. Sometimes they do, but if a Khan dies without establishing a leader, they're just like, we're not a tribe anymore. That's weird. And that's what happened. Like, so the two wives and seven children are just alone now, their clan just bounced. And, uh, yeah, I mean, all these kids are, I believe, under 10. So Temujin is the second oldest. There's an older brother with Yesake's first wife. And they, I think his, so his oldest kid is like 10. And then Temujin's nine. And it's just the rest of the kids are that young. So it's these two poor fucking ladies and these children. So they just fucking live out there. These kids have to, like, take care of themselves for years. I was going to say, do the, do the, moms take care of them or is it just kind of whatever the best they can and it's not that i mean these are still mongolian women they're very tough right and they're very skilled it's just that a tribe is accustomed to having you know you've got hunters and you've got these people who do this thing and this thing and now it's just a small family's out there who's just homeless yeah that sucks and they apparently like lived on the banks of the onan river and they wore clothes that they crudely sew together from like mouse and rat fur Ugh. And they eat the roots of plants, and they learn to fish and hunt uh, to just take care of themselves. And there's another homeless family out there that they kind of cross with that's sort of in a similar situation. And one of the kids is Temujin's age. Uh, his name is Jamuka or Jamuga. Uh, he's from the uh, Jadaran clan. And Temujin and uh, Jamuka become like best buds. Nice. And they do what is called the 
Anda, which is a Mongolian tradition of blood brothers. Where you cut your hand. That's in, I saw a few like blood clot movies, and they actually did that. Like they cut their palms and shake hands. Weird. And everything I read said that they do actually. They like drink each other's blood in the ceremony. Gross. But the Anda tradition makes you like lifetime brothers. So like, if you're in trouble, I got buddies your for back. life. Yeah, it's pretty adorable. Yeah. So Jamaka and Temujin are just just buddies out there in the wild learning how to uh, hunt and shit. From what I understand, they actually made their own clan. So Temujin changed his name to uh, Ghostface Horse Milka, and Jamaka changed his name to Raekwond, and they called themselves Wu Tang Clan, which was like. Uh, rap that was super ahead of its time. Right. People really, so they toured all over Mongolia and China and just, shame on a Mongol who tried a game, frame on a Mongol, who, who, bop, hold the trigger. I don't, I don't know rap. Yeah. Well, you only listen to Oasis anyway. Because you're white. Enya? Yeah. Is that what you mean, Enya? Enya is the best though. Sail away, (laughs) sail away, sail away. I fucking love that song. (laughs) And he's the best. <laughs> That's how you know you're white. <laughs> you have to be white to like Enya. This segment of People Time is brought to you by Enya. Yeah. And whatever you would call her type of music. I don't know what you even call that. I don't know. New agey adult contemporary. Is it new age? It's like. Fuck. It's amazing, though. Let's just put that out yeah. there. My grandma had an Enya CD that I listened to like a ton when I was a kid. <laughs> My dad had it. For real? <laughs> I bet it's the same CD that has that Sail Away song on it. Yeah, yeah, dude. I actually <laughs> I think everybody had that album. I actually listened to it at work the other day because I was having really. Like, oh yeah, so I was like all pissed off at work because I was all being Mr. Grumpy Pants. I was like, sure. Everybody around me is an idiot, and I can't. I have to do all the work myself. And then someone turned to me and was like, "You know, you're talking out loud right now. Like the yeah. other idiots around here can hear you." Fuck off. And I was like, yeah, I'm mad at all of you. And they're like, here, put on some Enya. I'll make you feel better. And I was like, fuck, I haven't heard Enya in fuck years. Enya. Oh, I love this. And guess what? I calmed down. Did it really? Oh, Turn yeah. the dial down? I mean, I got no complaints about Enya. I think we agree on that. So thank God that Genghis Khan didn't mm-hmm. listen to Enya because he might not have taken over the whole entire area. He might have just he relaxed. Have a, he wouldn't have a story to tell on him. Yeah, the story would end here and be like, he found Enya. He just relaxed. <laughs> I'm going to be a fisherman, a quiet fisherman. Yeah. Just let the world sail away. Sail away. (laughs) (laughs) Like all family dynamics, then and now, uh, Temujin often fought with his older brother, Bekter. They just didn't get along. So Bekter had a sense that he is the first son of Iezuke's first wife. So really, he is technically in charge of the family now, even though he's 11. Of course. And the wives would sort of be like, we have to defer to our new con, our 11-year-old con. <laughs> and Temujin wasn't down for that shit. He fucking hated Bekter, and he didn't like being told what to do. Yeah. Which is a big part of his personality. He does not like being told what to do. And Bekter would do older brother shit. You know, they'd he's fight. Like, you have to. Go clean the mud. Go clean it. And he's all like, you're stupid. Shut up. Go clean the... Mom. I'm the con. Go clean the mud up. Do what your brother tells you Sweep to do. the mud. He's like, this doesn't even make sense. Goddamn, you sweep the mud. I don't even fucking goddamn. All right, it's swept. I did it. Do it better, dickwad. (laughs) I'm not letting you play with my with my game anymore. You're not inviting my birthday. You're not coming anymore, mom. (laughs) So this is what's happening on the step. 
And these poor women, just they have to listen to these little assholes. And they would actually fight very violently together. Um, and the Mongol culture is that you're supposed to show immediate and constant deference to your leader. Damn. They have a very strict sense of that, that whoever is in charge, whoever is the Khan, you're supposed to just defer to immediately. So Begter is technically their leader, and Temujin refused to do what he said. Well, I even read there there might be some sense that Begter was supposed to marry Temujin's mom. Like, that was how they were going to seal Gross. him being the con. Yeah, so Temujin was not cool with that. He didn't want to think about his brother giving it to his mom, because who would? <laughs> <laughs> and so, but Begter was an asshole. Like, he stole Temujin's food. So, like, one time, Temujin was fishing with his brother, Kassar. Yeah. And they got a fish, and they were, like, fucking psyched. And Begter took the fish. He's like, this is mine now. And he ate it. And then uh, Begter did that another time with some bird they caught. And they ran and told on him. And uh, Howland said, he's in charge. And our real enemy is the tribe that left us to die out here. So you need to be cool to your brother. And Temujin's like, fuck that. So him and Kassar actually take their bows and sneak up on Begter and murder his ass. No way! Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. And kill their brother? According to the secret history, Begter stood up and was like, I'm not your real enemy. Your real enemy is the tribe that left us, the way that his mom said it. And they yeah. were like, yeah, fuck you. And they shot him. <laughs> she shot him with some arrows? Did so they... they snuck up like, this is supposed to like reflect his later military prowess, but he told his brother, like, you go around this side and I'll go around this side. So we sneak up on him and he won't even, if he sees one of us, he won't see the other. Yeah. And they're like, okay, this is him learning strategy. But either way, yeah, he murdered his brother with his other brother. That's crazy. Yeah. I, it's also kind of like, I mean... Maybe both brothers were on the same page of like, we are cool with each other. We both hate that guy. But what if he's a dick? Wouldn't you also think like, cool, we just killed our brother. And then you turn to each other and you're like, you're my brother. What if you, you pull your fuck bow you, on. You're not going to kill me first. No, 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 no. No. Don't move. Hey, hey, hey. I'm the con. Not if I kill you con! first. Con. Con. You know That's what Bechter said. Is he was on his knees. Con. <laughs> it's like, that's not what they call me yet, but that's fine. Soon. Don't worry. So did they go tell their, their mother? Oh, yeah. And even according to the secret history, which is supposed to be like a we're awesome history, the mom screamed at him and was like, there's actually a quote that, what did I write? Yeah. So she said, your only companion now is your shadow. She's like, nobody's going to ever trust you. You just killed your brother. He's like, my shadow doesn't eat my fish, so that's fine with me. Shadow's fine. He's not an asshole. He's not hungry. Well, and the, hilariously, she did yell at him, but. You know, they still follow tradition. Temujin's in charge now. now. He's like, so she yells at him, and he's all like, excuse me? He's like, I'm sorry. Excuse me, mother? Yeah. Whose shadow? You, the yeah. Khan shadow, what? right? The new Khan? What? By the way, uh, call me Khan from now on. Yeah, that's got a nice ring to it. I, I guess I have to sleep with you now to like make sure that all this works. I guess I gotta fuck my mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's tradition. Yeah. That's what I gotta do. And then well, he's known as Oedipus Khan from that point on. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it all came from. <laughs> well, there is, uh, there's two conflicting reasons for this, but Temujin gets captured. <laughs> Fuck you, Begter! <laughs> I've the, abandoned them earlier. So wait, wait, they leave them and they're like, let's go back and get those guys. Well, is that really capturing or is that like kind of like rejoining? <laughs> well, so they don't, the tribe doesn't take his whole family. They just take him. What? Why? Well, that's what I couldn't figure out. One, so the secret history says that they were actually punishing him for killing his brother. 
Huh. Which I'm like, why? how would they know that and why would they care? Yeah. So I doubt that. That's what the secret history says. Other resources say it's far more likely that it was just a raiding party who came across him. They're like, ah, we got one. Yeah, we got a slave boy now, which right. is what I think probably happened. Yeah. But now he actually spends like about 10 years as a slave. Like Shit. So they put this device on him that's like, it's just like a wooden square that you put your head through and they chain it down. So your Sucks. your head is just in a fucking it's like in through through a wooden board. Yeah. For like ten years. This sucks. And he just Yeah. He he just swept people's floors and made them food and got beat constantly. Huh. And uh oh it's called a Kenge, which is that device they put on him. And um yeah, everything I said, he was captured for five to ten years that he was a slave kind of makes sense that apparently at some point he's going to get out and take over half of the world he's like there's no enya yet he can't relax yeah he's that anger is just building (laughs) and really when he killed his brother he got what he wanted he was in charge so i think he's learned violence and rage might be the fucking answer (laughs) um so it was a kid who was not a slave was harassing him and like one of the kids who's a member uh-huh. of the tribe. Woodneck. Uh-huh. Oh, slave boy. I'm going to fuck your mom. So he used the Kenge to beat the kid almost to death. Huh? Like it's a it's a wooden board and he just swung his head and his shoulders and almost beat this kid to death. That's hilarious. And then he was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get in trouble. So he went and hid in like the slave quarters house. It's not really a good place to hide, is it? Well, and some other slaves, I guess, took sympathy on him and they were like fuck this kid was just he just got mad so they actually break him out of the kenge which they would have been murdered for if anybody found out who did it shit and they stole a horse from him and they're like fuck just run damn because they're dude. like you beat that kid to death they're gonna kill you so they let him get out and he fucking runs away that's cool yeah so he was a slave for a long time he fucking hates that tribe and he is only learning that violence is awesome yeah so far yeah someone makes fun of you beat them with your slave neck brace yeah this is really just the story of uh easy e violence is the answer anyway mm. temujin on his stolen horse runs all night and day to get back to his his family so you guys didn't come for me huh so what's the fucking deal remember i'm a con did you forget which is funny because when he was gone his little brother kasar who was like eight was the con. <laughs> <laughs> he's like whoa this is pretty badass this is awesome. Do Two I get brothers to, down? Do I get to sleep with the my non-mom wife? Do I get to? No, I'm only eight. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um. So the new rules are: we all always play Legos. <laughs> His mom's like, God damn it! Yeah, we have to. I mean, he's in charge. Mom, I don't want to play Legos. You have to. I'm the con. PB and J for everyone. <laughs> They actually had a really great time until Temujin showed up. <laughs> and they're like, actually, that's not that bad. Legos is pretty fun. Legos. Love PB&J. PB&J. And then here comes Genghis back. He comes riding up on a stolen horse in a panic. Like, okay, I beat up a kid and I escaped. And they're like, ah, oh, fuck. The drama. It's you always got... drama with you. <laughs> Everything with you is drama. <laughs> you know what we were doing before? It was lovely. <laughs> it was nice. No war shit. <laughs> and then, of course, he immediately is like, we got to get revenge. But... He is reportedly somewhere in the 16 to 20 years of age when he finally gets home. And now he's chief again. And luckily his brother Kassar is like, oh yeah, you're fucking, I'm not going to fuck with you. And he just sort of lets him be in charge. Yeah. And he decides, uh, I need to get laid because I'm of that age. And he's like, where's that wife I married like 10 years ago? Oh shit. 
Borte. Yeah. And he goes with his other brother, Belatai, to find Borte. And they actually go back to the original tribe that she was from, and she's still... Still hanging out? Still there. And her father was like, she was so smitten by you, she didn't remarry. She's actually been waiting for you. What? And he's like, baller. And then his little brother's like, dude, she's flat as a Borte. <laughs> Shut up, oh. Belatai. Yeah, I actually want to get laid, too, so sorry about that. Can you introduce me to uh, anyone? Look, if we raid him, we can just take whoever we want. It's up to oh, you, dude. yeah. What do you want to do? Okay, okay, okay. Get Borte. Let's go. Borte, hey, grab your shit. We're going to rape everybody. <laughs> so, wait. Uh, are they friends with this tribe? Did they, yeah, like, they were fine. for a while? They were actually fine because, um, per, like, tradition, the father's family is supposed to give the new family a gift. And uh, Borte's father gives uh, Temujin a black sable, which is made out of weasel pelt. Even though it's a weasel, which doesn't sound nice, apparently. Even now, I, I Googled it. If you want to buy weasel pelt, it's super expensive. Huh. It's, like, really soft. But black weasel pelt is very hard to come by and very expensive. And they're like, oh, fuck, thanks. That's cool. Huh. Thanks. Cuddle with this while I fuck your daughter. <laughs> so, and, um, yeah, and this was a pretty typical thing. But uh, knowing that they are alone now and he's got a wife to protect and he needs some shit to get stirred up because he loves drama, Temujin rode with his brothers Kassar and Belatai to a different con called the Ong Khan, who is also called Wang Kong. Ah, <laughs> dick jokes. Ah, He's the con of Wangs. <laughs> yeah, he has, you know, like penises. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Wait, what? Like penises. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) More people time. Dick jokes. (sighs) You know... I never got out of junior high. I don't want to interrupt um, our penis jokes, but I feel really... um, I want to apologize for my last crappy pun of she's flat as a board, Tay. No, I was happy because I didn't think of that. (sighs) I I want to take it back. Can I take it back? You can. I'm going to take it back. I will only allow it because I want to imagine Borte is fucking stacked. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, she's fucking stacked. Yeah. Oh, this 17 year old Mongolian no. slave. Sorry. She's older than him, right? So she's got to oh, be. Oh, that's true. She's like a year older than him. So she 18. She's legal. Oh, I'm fucking stacked. I like her talking about like Mongolian, like eight year olds and shit. She's legal though now. It's okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. We are such. <laughs> the guys in the background of Girls Gone Wild videos like, this is awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm so drunk right now. Dude. Do you like tits too? No way. She's 18, dude. Oh. Yeah. We're sorry about that. Dick jokes and... I mean, we're not proud of it. It just is what it is. <laughs> well, uh, he goes to Wang Con. <laughs> He's doing Wang Con tonight. And what's funny is that Wang Con is actually the former Anda... So I said is like blood brothers. Right. He's the former Anda to Temujin's dad, Yesakai. Oh shit! So so Wang Khan is like, ah, you're the you know my okay, cool, awesome man. I'll help you out. So as an offer of uh, pledging himself to the Hong Kong, um, Temujin gives him the black sable. He's like, look at this expensive shit. I'm pledging myself to be a part of your tribe because I don't have a tribe and I want some protection and shit. And Wang Kong is like, cool, it's Wang Kong tonight. Let's do it. Badass. You and me. So now he's part of a tribe. So the uh, Merkid tribe, which is where Temujin's mom is from, raid them shortly after this. Uh, raid Temujin and his family. This and is weird. It's constant raiding. They just steal each other. Did they that's... steal back his mom? No, they actually stole Borte. 
Whoa, no! <laughs> You're oh. so emotionally invested. Guy, yeah, dude, you don't, dude. That's his, that's his he, wife. He just got his hot stacked wife, and some other assholes came and took him. They took her. They're taking off, and then they like look back and they're like, "Hey, is that that one chick that was part of a? Oh, fuck, huh? we gotta go." What did I know? I don't know her anymore. I used to. Maybe I did. That's weird. There's somebody that I used to know. Oh yeah, I know that song. I, I found that I found that song like fifteen or fifteen, like five years after it came out, but I thought it was brand new. My wife will not let me live that down. That you didn't that you weren't aware of it when it came out? No, it's cause when I uh, when I was like, You gotta check out this cool new song I listened to. Oh. She's like that's like a decade she, old. She's like, That's so old and I was like Oh. Yeah, fuck me, I guess, right? And yeah. now she says that I see that with every song. So whenever I uh Whenever I say, hey, check out this cool song, she goes, oh, yeah, is it new? Like, so you have to start, like, pulling up collective soul songs being like, have you heard this new shit? <laughs> <laughs> have, you heard, have, you heard, have you heard of this this amazing new band called Led Zeppelin? It's fucking awesome. I'm going to show her Enya. It's going to blow her mind. <laughs> it might fucking blow her mind. She probably doesn't know it, so it will be new to her. I feel like what we should do is record us singing the Enya song, so that way it's not a... You know, we don't get in trouble for Not copyright, but and play at the very end of this episode of just me, the whole entire song. I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm ready to throw that in All there. All right, we're gonna put that in. Stay tuned. <laughs> it's coming. It may not be great for everybody, but we're gonna have fun. <laughs> so, Borte is taken, and uh, yeah, she, according to the secret history, is made a wife again. God. They use that. Damn it. So that word really just means sex slave or slave wife. I mean, yeah. the, the jury's out on that. But um, so. What's your what's your take? What's the people time take? Is it sex? Is it sex slave? I think that you could go either way. I mean, if you're a rating party and you specifically like a lady, you're definitely going to rape her. But then you might exclusively be the person to rape her. But then you also might take her and be like, I'm not into her and just give her to the tribe and they all group go to town jesus it's one of those two things happened so that's where bukkake comes from <laughs> it's a mongolian word it sounds like it doesn't it <laughs> kind of does bukkake mountain <laughs> yeah 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 it's where temujin like to hang out yeah i killed a guy named bukkake and i named my son that <laughs> and he only raped people in groups <laughs> then on out i don't know what the deal is with that yeah. it's just what he was into and that tradition is followed down and that's why we're doing people time on it Welcome to the... <sighs> my heart is full. It's <laughs> full of joy. Very, yeah. My spirits are high. My spirits are high. <laughs> well, after the raid, uh, Temujin is hanging out on his favorite buddy mountain, Burkhan Khaldun. Oh, yeah, the friends. His best friend. And he prays to the gods up there. They call it the Eternal Blue Sky, which is like his main god. And the mountain is sort of one of the main gods. And he's like, okay, so I can go back to the Merkids and fight them to get Borte back, which is going to create a life of constant war. I could go north, back to the Onan River, which is safe, but I won't have like a real tribe, and I'll be doing the shit I did as a kid where I'm like eating shitty fish. I hope he doesn't choose option B. Or I could go seek help from the Ong Kong and ask him what he thinks we should do. Ong Kong? Yeah, Wang Kong. Wang Kong. Where he's like, what should I do? So he... Apparently, the gods responded and said, go see the Wang. 
So he goes <laughs> to see Wayne Con. Yeah. And Wayne is like, fuck, they took your wife? Let's go get her. Really? He's like, fuck yeah. So now he's got like Badass. a war party with him. And what's awesome is that his old Anda, his best friend Jamica, yeah. has a small tribe of his own, and he is also pledged to Wang Kong. So he's hooked up with his new Khan, he's hooked up with his old best friend. And he's got people in high places, man. He does. Yeah. I got friends in high places. <laughs> Which, the, as this war party, he's feeling fucking psyched. Cause he's like, let's murder all the Merkids. And they're all like, yeah, fuck yeah. So they attack, pillage, slaughter. They burn this tribe's shit to the ground. Like, literally, they find Borte, which the secret history has kind of a cute moment where Temujin is, like, yelling her name. Like, Borte! Borte! And they, like, run towards each other. Yeah, that's literally what it said. That she saw him... And ran towards him through the flames. I was going to say, there's fire there's everywhere. Fire. Blood. People. People. One screaming. guy's just getting stabbed. Ah! Like, really ah! bad. It's just bows and arrows. And Bartek! <laughs> oh, God! Dad, kill me! Sarah's in place! I got arrowed! Timogen! And, and then they brace and just start making out all hardcore. Yeah. One guy's crawling Who towards them. can oh. say when you're <laughs> You <laughs> ah! <laughs> dropped my head off, please! Oh, my tent's on fire! <laughs> Who can say? And they, yeah, it actually says that she jumps onto his horse and they embrace each other. It's a very sweet <laughs> moment. <laughs> oh my god. And the secret <laughs> history, so. There is. <laughs> so there is. When, when you raid a tribe, typically you, sure. you burn some shit, you take some wives, you take some shit, and you leave. Yeah. Uh, Temujin was so pissed off that they took his wife, he convinced uh, Jamaka and Wang Khan be like, fuck that, let's kill all of them and take everything. Yeah. So they took all the women. And all the children, and they are now slaves, they killed all the men and burned down all the gurs. Like, the Merkid tribe no longer exists. Fuck, they just wiped them out. Just done. Which I also think is an interesting, like, that's how Temujin thinks. He's like, if I don't like something, I'm not going to keep this constant cycle of fighting. Yeah. I'm going to kill you forever. He's like, forever. I'm not going to bail water out. I'm going to fucking plug up the hole. Exactly, which means murdering everyone and then raping everyone. Plugging the holes. <laughs> Plugging the holes. <laughs> he plugged all the yeah, holes. Lots of them, Jesus. And uh, yeah, the Merkid tribe is dead now. And he has his first child with Borte, whose name is Jochi or Yochi. And, um... Yochi! So this just comes up later, but th- th- uh, they don't think that Yochi is uh is uh Temujin's because you know Borte was raped by that the Merkid tribe and uh his, history thinks Yochi is some random Merkid guy's actual kid so there might be still some uh Merkids I guess yeah Yochi's the last Merkid Yochi. and uh yeah uh Howlin is Merkid as well so I, there I don't you know. go but uh I don't know that just kind of comes up in that Temujin doesn't give a fuck He's like, yeah, maybe he's my semen. Maybe he's another dude's semen. I don't care. He's my kid. Oh, that's nice. So he he fully embraces Jochi. And uh, his small band joins Jamaka's tribe. 
and they renew their blood brother status by exchanging horses and belts, which is like a thing. That's a nice belt. Switch belts, bro. And be like, well, hold on, this is my favorite one. You can have my brothers. second favorite one. Whoa. Hold on, it's made out of uh, of the soft fur of a weasel. I do like weasel belts. But it's it's brown, it's not black. I feel like if we're blood brothers, you should be making more of an effort. <sighs> okay, take my favorite belt. Good, take my favorite belt. That's fine. Uh, no, it's, it's just my favorite one. Take it. It's awesome. You sound like you're into it. I'll give you my favorite belt. Um, it's made out of dirt because I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, about a year and a half into this joyful, going way too well scenario where his tribe has joined Jamaica's tribe and they're hanging out with Wayne Khan and... Everything is just, everything's Peachy. coming up Millhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, around 1191, the tribes are moving from their winter camp to their summer camp, which is like a thing. Timogen and Jamaica are in the front of the train. They're moving the clan to their next summer spot. And they get into a little tiff. And um, the secret history doesn't totally explain why. There's just speculation, like maybe it's just like best friends fight each other they, yeah. that happens yeah or overexposure of personalities there's just some kind of argument but there's also like temujin doesn't like being told what to do and he doesn't like being lorded over and jamica is technically in charge and then you also have the sense that temujin doesn't really believe in aristocracy the way that the mongolians do where it's like power goes from sun to sun yeah and jamica's into that and temujin's not temujin's more like we should put people who are good at something in charge of that thing yeah so, nobody knows why, but the fight they have has something to do with that, and the uh, tribes break up. Like, Temujin actually takes half of Jamaica's tribe and creates his own tribe and goes in the opposite direction. That's a bummer. Yeah, they're not friends anymore. What? They had a nice year and a half where they would swap wives and swap belts, and then they had a little tiff over you know, probably a piece of gum. It's like, I'm sick of looking at your face. <laughs> yeah. And they just... Yeah, so he leaves, and normally... If your tribe breaks up, like in Mongolian culture, you kill them immediately for yeah. disobedience. But Jamaica loves Temujin, so he lets him go. So instead, they both just like fuck off, and they're all just moving away. <laughs> and they both look back just for a second. Keep going. One tear. That song works good for lovely or for sadness. It's weird. It's got the perfect emotional tone for any moment. Yeah. Like if you put that song over top of a house fire yeah. video you're like i feel okay <laughs> <laughs> i feel all right or just a guy fixing a radiator <laughs> and he's just cranking he's it, really just, trying to butt crack is hanging say? out you're just like so inspired like well somebody's got to fix that radiator <laughs> he's a fucking hero look at him i feel so full of life <laughs> yeah these small band of outcasts because half of jamica's people go with him it's a new thing. Like, normally all these tribes are based off of family lineages. And this new tribe that Temujin is in charge of is actually about, like, loyalty to Temujin and merit. It's like, you can be in charge of shit if you're good at that thing instead of being related to me. Yeah. And that's like the first time that's ever fucking happened over there. That's crazy. So this is one of the things, like we were saying earlier, when people are like, oh, he's such an innovator. Like, he, yeah, he's a, he's a smart guy. Well, I mean, this sounds like it would not only change the whole structure of what's going on, but maybe the reason why he was able to get to a high position of power. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. Because he recognized that, like, maybe your kid is fucking retarded and you need somebody who's, like, good at things. Oh, my guy can't fish, so why am I going to have my son go be a 
fisherman yeah. and get all the fish. Like get a he good fisherman. Eat, he gets to eat most of the fish because he's my son. No, that guy caught twenty fish. He gets as many fish as he fucking wants. He's in charge of the fish and shit now. Yeah. And your kid's like, but dad, like, shut, shut up. up. He's a good fisherman. What do you know? You don't know fucking anything. Yeah. I'd like to. And you're not even good at wiping your ass. To be you honest with you. You can sit there and scratch your ass. Yeah, you're great at that. Yeah, put your thumb up there. Put your thumb in your ass. Stupid idiot. Okay, dad. I'm not even sure if you're mine. You know that? Well, I still accept you as my son, but you're an idiot. He is nice. Yeah, he really didn't give a fuck. He's like, came from my wife, it's my son. Cool. Because he's like, anybody can have value no matter what. It's not about who you're related to. Lineage. Well, and even like his top three guys for his clan is a, a guy named Sibutai, a guy named Borchu, and a guy named Jelmy. And they are not related to him or each other. They're just three gentlemen who are good at what they do. Well, good at war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jelmy. Jelmy is his name. It might be Yelmy. It's a soft J. <laughs> like yogging? The yogging. Well, he gets into constant skirmishes with Jamaica's tribe because they're kind of close to each other. They're so, <laughs> they broke up and they're just like a valley away from each other. Like, hey, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of like do subtle raids on each other. And it just escalated and escalated and escalated until... Jamaica claims that somebody from Temujin's tribe stole some horses. So Jamaica like attacks and betrays them and then they have another fight and Jamaica takes a couple of dudes captive and to humiliate them for the dishonor, he cut off their heads <sighs> and tied their heads to some horse tails and then like sent the horses into Temujin's camp. Brutal. Which and then he also boiled some dudes alive. And apparently he did these things because those are two ways to destroy a soul. Like, oh, so they like this is like you don't get an no, afterlife if you're this happens. Dead, dead. So like the Mongolians have some weird shit about like it's called a spirit banner, which is like it's just a pole with some horsehair on it and a flag. It's like a flag. But when you die, your spirit goes into your spirit banner, and if you don't die a certain way, your soul annihilates. So he, so Jamaica annihilated these people. <laughs> like, <laughs> your friends, huh? they're dead, dead. Uh, hey, you stole some horses? <laughs> I killed your friends forever. Those were my horses. It's not really calculated. That's not fair. <laughs> Dude, it was one horse. Remember when we were friends? I killed them. I killed your friends. You're a dickhead. <laughs> I'm going to kill all your family now. And your horses. Well... Temujin is actually so disturbed by this. Like, his people are, were, his, their souls don't exist anymore yeah. in his tradition. He actually told his advisors that he is making a vow to them and to God that he will never lose ever again. And that he is uh, never going to subject his tribe to dishonor ever again. I guess this, like, really cut him deep. That he did this himself? That he, he's the one who killed the guys, right? Forever? Oh, no. Temujin... Uh, it was actually Jamaica who killed Temujin's people that way. Oh. So his old best friend murdered those people to death. Jesus. And Temujin was like, you killed my people, you dishonor me, and I'm never going to let that happen ever again. So what does he do? So he calls Wang Khan, and he's like, remember earlier when, when I, my, me and my best friend, we did some cool stuff with you? You remember that? And Wang is like, come help me with some other shit, and then so I can like establish that we're friends. And then we'll figure it out. So he goes on some raiding parties with Wang Khan to kill some other groups, like the Tartars. And they just... Tartars? The Tartar Sauce? The Tartar Sauce people. Mm. 
Um, they really... they hang out with the horse people, horseradish people. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're both really into uh, halibut. In uh, 1197, he raids another tribe called the Jerkin tribe. <laughs> I'm a teenager. I'm so sorry. So <laughs> the Jerkin. That's actually what they're called. That's what our tribe is. We're the Jerkin. <laughs> We're the Jerkin tribe. Yeah. I mean, why would you raid them? They're, you know they're minding you, their own business. You do really. what you do. You know what you do. You jerking it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is where. People believe that he's like a uh, mastered strategy in that brain of his, because ordinarily, like a raid is just booty and booty. Like he just so wait, 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 hold on. You're saying a lot of words at me. Yeah. So let me get this right. He mastered by going to the jerkin party. He mastered. He mastered the booty. booty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in one of those moods where I'm giggly. I I haven't gotten enough sleep, but I've overcompensated with too much caffeine. Yeah, he mastered the jerkin tribe with booty. <laughs> Yeah. To get booty. To get booty. Yeah. Master jerkin. He mastered the jerkins. <laughs> yeah. Um, which yeah, that's what you raid for is is stuff and slaves. Just booty and booty. And uh and then you leave. And that's what you do. You just take some shit and you leave and then they get mad and they come and they take your shit. So he wants to break the wheel. So when he goes from here on out, when he takes over a place, he kills the leaders takes the remaining people and he's like i'm not gonna enslave you if you join up with me be part of my clan you are now under me and they're like yeah that's cool because i don't want to be fucking raped and then he would actually take one of the orphaned children from the many people they killed on the raid and give that child to his mom howlin be like this is your new adopted kid which is why supposed to be symbolic of like we're adopting each other like, oh, you are now in my family and I am now your leader. So instead of just murdering people and leaving, he's like, I now occupy you and you are now. I'm just slowly building another like army. That's his thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's sort of sick of the wheel. Smart. It is. And in, and he keeps doing this until after he defeats the Jerkins, etc. And he keeps fighting. In 1201, he's still friends with Wang Khan and Jamaka has gotten up his ass that he wants to be the new Khan. So he actually goes to war with Wang Khan. He does? Jamaka does, yeah. Wow. So Temujin fights on Wang Khan's side, and they once they get all fucking ready to go, Jamaka actually realizes that he's totally outnumbered and just fucking runs away. Oh, really? <laughs> and uh, goes and joins uh, a different tribe who, ironically, I think is the tribe that Temujin is originally from the people who abandoned him when he was like eight. There's only like what? eight tribes up there and they're all fucking each other. Yeah, right. That's weird. No, it's fucking strange. And so Temujin's tribe runs after Jamaka to try and kill him. And they just sort of like shoot arrows at this tribe's edge for days. So they would do these formations where they, the horses would like run as close to the tents as possible and shoot arrows and then run away and circle back. Yeah. And he created this long circle where this tribe was just barraged with arrows for like four days straight. Just That's crazy. Just to kill everybody. Yeah. It's sort of just like a precursor to the Blitzkrieg. Oh, where he's yeah. like nonstop arrows. Don't stop until they come out with their hands up and they're ready to give me that booty. Yeah. I want Jimica's booty. And uh, Temujin actually gets shot in the neck during some fight here. What? 
He's okay. He's okay? He's fine. Wait, I, you just say it so casually. He's all right. It's I just, mean, I don't think it pierced. I think it it was enough that... Grazed though around his neck? It was enough that he lost enough blood that he was like unconscious for a day. Oh, Jesus. And one of his favorite friends that I was talking about earlier, Yelmi, or Jelmi, Jelmi took care of him by sucking the blood out and swallowing it. Why does that work? How's that helpful? <laughs> Spilled blood to the Mongolians is bad luck if it's not on the battlefield. Oh, so, like, you can spill blood if you're on the battlefield, but if you're just injured and hurt and your blood spills, you get bad juju. So he's just, like, necking him. <laughs> he's literally <laughs> necking him. Just... <sighs> Good luck for you. No bad luck for you. Well, he actually ends up... It's weird. The history said that his stomach got so full he couldn't swallow any more blood, so he starts spitting it on the ground. And when Timogen woke up, he was like, Gross, dude. <laughs> Why'd you spit it on the ground? <laughs> now we have bad luck. Yeah. Are you bleeding from your stomach? And he's just leaning back with a full stomach like, bro, I tried. Fuck, I've been shitting blood for days. He's trying to help out this guy who wakes up. Gross. Sick, dude. That's fucking nasty. You're sick. Get out of the tent, man. Get the fuck out of here. If you're going to do that, go somewhere else. You're my number three now. You're not my number two. You're fucking weird. Well, Wang Khan asked Temujin, because he's obviously very good at war, to go raid the Tartars again. And this is also the first time that Temujin initiates his looting rule, which the Mongolians had never had. So what they used to do is they would just run into a camp, loot and rape as much as they wanted as they go. You just run into a camp and you're like, fuck yeah, just go, 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 and then go. Yeah, just the first hole you find, you <laughs> rape it. And the first thing of silk, you just take it and run. Sometimes animals yeah. were... We got rape! So Temujin was more like, no, we're going to calculatedly take over this whole region, find the leaders and murder them, and then we'll gather up all the pretty ladies and all the silk and we'll distribute it. So he's like, yes, we are still bloodthirsty barbarians, <laughs> but civilized. So everybody relax. Sorry. You can still rape just later in the day. Okay. Okay. It's just not as fun to rape when everything isn't on fire and people aren't dying around <laughs> me. This That's is kind of the only way I can get off now, Temujin. <laughs> yeah. Well, he uh, destroys the Tartar groups. So like the Merkids earlier, the Tartars don't exist either anymore. He completely destroys them doing the same thing. Uh, killing the leaders and absorbing the tribe. And uh, he actually had some problems with the Tartars where they didn't want to join him. And he ki- any group of people who didn't want to join him, he killed every male who was taller than the linchpin on a carriage wheel, which I believe is about three feet. So he just murdered every boy who was under maybe seven years old, seven or eight years old, yeah. just murdered them all. He murdered them if they were taller than that, right? Yes. Yeah, so you were, if you were young, you, you... And if you were part of a section of the Tartar tribe who didn't want to commit to you, he just murdered all of them. Yeah. And then raped all the ladies. Yeah. Took all their shit. So he also separated his military because his military is just getting bigger, bigger and bigger and bigger. And, oh, he also takes two new wives at this point. Wives in quotations. Right. Yes. He also did this fun thing, which I don't Bring know. Brigham Young style. Oh, solidly <laughs> Wives. Yeah. Because she can't talk back if she can't talk yet. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I agreed with you, and then I was like, that's awful. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel bad. I got 
<laughs> yeah, stomachache now. It's... Um, well, he did this cool thing where he separated his military into tens. So, like I was saying, he doesn't like aristocracy. It's not about just following somebody. It's about following someone because they're good at it. It's also about establishing trust. Yeah. So his army was groups of ten. So he takes ten guys, and you're like, you're all brothers now. You don't know each other now, maybe. You're going to sleep in the same tent. You're going to fuck each other. I just made that up, but maybe that happened. Who knows? But they were like, you ten are brothers now. You take care of each other. If one of you dies, the nine of you are going to kill whoever killed him. That's your thing. It's badass. And then he would take that ten and put it into a group of a hundred and tell this hundred, you all work together. You sleep in the same areas. You all love each other. You take that hundred, put them to a group of ten, and that thousand. So now he's got these sectioned groups of committed people. Is he really getting up to thousands and stuff? He te- he had, it's called a tumen, which is 10,000 people. Holy shit. See, I'm still thinking of like... He got this family, which had like a couple families worth of... With Wang Khan, he took over a decent portion of Mongolia at this point, where he's just rape and kill here, rape and kill here. I got 10,000 army, and he's just... Shit. Yeah. He is, um... He's no fucking joke at this point. Yeah. So, these groups of 10 were responsible for each other to the point where if you are in a fight and one of your 10 runs away, all 10 of them are executed if, uh... They don't bring him back. What? So when we were talking about, like, Mongolian, like, you do what your leader tells you, if you disobey commands, uh, it used to be that you got murdered or executed, but now it's you and the nine dudes you live with get executed if you don't follow orders. Damn. Yeah. And these groups of ten is uh, also called Bukaki. Oh, That's how the ten... Bukaki ten. Because, yeah. There's actually eleven. There's one that's... (laughs) There's one that's... Kind of part of the group, but kind of not. It's a little different Ish. role. Um, the 11th one gets paid more, but uh, then gets to go home. I hope. Yeah, I hope so. Well, is, there actually are names for for it. I think uh, a 10 is an Arbon, 100 is a Zagon, 10,000 is a Tumen. Shit you can look up if you're into Shit. it. It's just cool that it happened. Um, he establishes his official Khan territory in Burkhan, Khaldun, his favorite good friend mountain. Yes, mountain. And... Uh, well, Temujin asked Wang Khan to marry one of his daughters to one of Temujin's sons to create, like, an alliance. Okay. And Wang Khan is sort of like, this guy's getting really, really powerful, like, scary powerful, and I don't know how I feel about that. So he's kind of like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. And so Temujin, round, like, rode his horse into Wang Khan's territory to celebrate, and Wang Khan actually thought that it was a trap and actually sent some soldiers out to kill them. No! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Temujin uh, runs away and He's runs... Like, what the fuck? Hey, dude, I thought Wang... Wang! Wang! Why do you think it was a trap? So, like, just because he was riding in them being like, I think, Yeah, at least according to the history, Temujin thought that he was going to celebrate with Wang Khan, like, our kids are going to get married to establish, like, an even better alliance. But Wang, I think, was like, this motherfucker, every time he goes into a place, he kills everyone and takes over. And I think this is I'm a trap. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think at this point, Temujin is much less powerful than Wang Khan is. Jeez. So Wang tries to kill him, and Temujin actually runs away, and they go and hang out on the bank of a river called the Balajuna. They hang out together? No, sorry. Temujin and his riding company. Oh, okay. Like the five or six guys he went with to go celebrate. Yeah, it is Jelmy. (laughs) Jelmy and uh, Subutai. He loves Subutai. Super Tai. Super Tai. Would you like soup of the day or Tai? (laughs) (laughs) You know? 
uh, super Thai, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the soup today? Uh, we have a nice creamy uh, tomato. I'll take a Thai. Uh, the Thai we have today has Barney's face on it. Yeah, I'll definitely take the Thai. <laughs> That's perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> Once they get chased off by some of Wang Khan's guys, he was like, fuck, I hate when this happens. And he takes his top guys, and they go hang out on the edge of the Baljuna River, and he creates what is called the Baljuna Covenant, which is kind of like what he talked about earlier, where he's like, I hate being betrayed. We're going to kill everyone. Yeah. So the Baljuna Covenant is a real thing that he dedicated himself to. And his army was supposed to dedicate them to, which really the philosophy is, we kill everyone now. Don't ever, ever disobey me, ever. Yeah. That's the Baljuna Covenant. Now, if you're in modern Mongolia, they see this as like a sacred thing, and they've got a whole bunch of bullshit attached to it. What it really means is, Timujin's an asshole, and he kills everyone. That's what it means. And it's still sacred today? Oh, yeah. He is the guy in Mongolia. So, like Mongolians, now, they love him. Oh, yeah, which is a part of why there's that alternate history where they really only want to talk about the postal service. Other <laughs> 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 shit that he came up. So, uh, when did he do that? Is that did he already do the postal service shit, or is that he later hasn't on? yet? Once he establishes his actual conship, because he's actually not even Jangus yet. He's still Temujin. Oh shit! Yeah, just Temujin the motherfucker. But he gathers his whole army. He surrounds Wang Khan's encampment who Wang Khan started to panic and he actually reached out to Jamaka and got Jamaka back on his side after they already like yeah they keep betraying each other and changing alliances and it's stupid but Jamaka is like yeah this Temujin guy my old brother yeah uh I think he wants to kill both of us so Wang Khan and Jamaka hook up and they're trying to fight Temujin and Temujin actually does a cool thing where he creates dummies and puts them on horses and has them ride around with his real army when they're surrounding this encampment and they create a bunch of fires and put dummies around them to make their numbers exaggerated yeah to make people scared so he's creating like psychological warfare yeah where he's like no we're we're bigger than you who was this one who did this timogen did this oh shit yeah where he creates a fake army to scare jamica and wang khan and the ghost army before the ghost army exactly shit so he gives a famous speech, which is called the one arrow speech, where he tells all his generals, if I take one arrow, I can break it. And he does. He takes one arrow and just snaps it. He's like, but if I take a handful of arrows, and he grabs like 10 arrows, and he's like, I can't snap them. So we're doing this together, forever together. Very heartwarming. Oh, cute. Especially, it leads to rape. Yeah. Well, in 1204, he attacks this Wang Khan and Jamaka's encampment, and he uses a bunch of tactics that sort of come up later in how he does things. So I don't know. History kind of disputes this, but there are a few war tactics that either were a part of traditional Mongolian war or Temujin invented he them. created them? Yeah. But there's a bunch of these types of tactics. He has one called the moving bush. That's what he called it. <laughs> huh. <laughs> the moving bush is where it it has to be pre-dawn so everyone's still asleep and you just move a whole group of guys into an area and fire off a bunch of arrows and then disappear so it's like a bush of guys appear shoot at you and disappear and you're like what the fuck where did that are they coming back 
what happened? Yeah. And he just freaks them out like that. And they just like reappear and disappear in different places in the middle of the night or pre-dawn. And it makes everybody fucking freak out. Um, he also uses a wave formation called the chisel where you have like two guys up front and four behind them and eight behind them, etc. And you just fucking push into an area and just drill your fucking way through Shit. on your horses shooting arrows and then you just take off. And again, everyone's like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and so he does this type of thing where... He just creates tactics that are caused to create confusion yeah, and make people unsure of how many people they're up against, what's the next weird goddamn tactic they're going to take. Because this is a time when really, usually it's like you get a field of two guys or two groups of guys and they just run at each other and fight and kill. And he doesn't do that. He waits until you're asleep and... Just yeah. shoots you full of arrows and then disappears, and you're like, "What the fuck happened?" So they like they come back like two hours later, and then they don't come back for a day. Then they then they do it again, and then they do it yeah ten like minutes afterwards. Ten minutes later, and, and then like, what the fuck? So they don't know when so it's gonna happen. Know. So you always have to be on your feet. And they also did this thing called it's called different stuff, but it, it's like so he'd get a whole line of guys and they'd start a real fight and make the other side feel like they're winning by like strategically making guys fall back and stuff. fall back and he would tell them like act afraid and go oh shit run away so you create a fake retreat yeah and then the other side gets psyched up like yeah we're getting them. awesome in you draw them out further and then as they get past a certain point you just ambush them yeah he did that constantly and he killed everyone all of Wang Khan's guys he kills Wang Khan isn't this called isn't this something that Alexander uses where it's like a false Weak. Yeah, false retreat. They go to attack the weak point. I think Alexander's thing was like the middle. The whole point is if you have a big giant line of people, uh-huh. you push forward, and then the middle acts almost like they're getting beat up too much, and they start to kind of fall back, and the people they're attacking mm-hmm. starts to push, and the rest of the line just kind of Flanks. wraps around. Yeah, and create a flank, yeah. You basically fuck them over. He would do that constantly as well. Like, flanking is... If you can do it right in war, it's beautiful. He did it with his brother back in when he was like nine or whatever. <laughs> he fucking did. He flanked his older brother. <laughs> <laughs> and these false retreats are just, in the secret history especially, they're like, it's fucking amazing, dude. Yeah, nobody was doing that before. I don't think so. And these, yeah, gotta be crazy. these clans just didn't know what the fuck to do. Jamaica fucking runs away, his old blood brother. Yeah. And he runs to the edge of a river with a couple of guys. And just sort of lives the winter there eating berries and shit. And those guys end up hating just sitting on the edge of a river in the winter trying to protect this old dude. So they betray him. They tie him up and bring him to Temujin. Wow. And they're like, here's your old buddy who betrayed you. Um, Give us some gold or something. Give us some women. And Temujin actually honors honor more than anything. Mm. So when these guys betrayed him, he's like, thank you for bringing Jamaica to me. Uh, And he killed his captors. Because he's like, you guys just betrayed him. You betrayed him. And even though I don't like him, I honor honor. So he does that, and he tells Jamica, we've had some differences. For sure. He's like, you said some stuff. It's that awkward kind of like you're putting your toe on the ground, kind of swirl on the ground. You're like, it's, you know, I I miss you. And it's, I said some things. Our feelings got hurt. and (laughs) You boiled my guys. And I, I raped some of your women. And let's just be friends. Is that what happens? He actually told Jemika, he's like, you can join me. Because that's how he does things. When he defeats somebody, he's like, join me and we'll use your talent and we'll conquer the fucking world. And Jemika, it's undecided why, but he's like, I can't join you 
And, what? Well, some people think it's either, again, that he honors that aristocratic thing and Temujin not talking about aristocracy and more about meritocracy. Yeah. That Jamica had a philosophical difference. That could be it. Maybe uh, ego. Could be ego. The Secret History actually said that Jamica said he didn't want to get in the way. Which I don't even know what the fuck that would mean. So he uh, asked to be killed. He asked to have an honorable execution weird now the honorable execution to the mongolians is to die without spilling blood it's like i said before spilt blood is dishonorable unless it's on the battlefield so how do you do that i I saw two different things one said they just drowned him (laughs) which i guess is honorable (laughs) (laughs) shit man jump in this river (laughs) to hold his head down yeah oh god the other one i saw which I think is cooler and might have actually happened was a depiction in a Mongolian movie I saw where he gets on his knees, they put a bundle of wood on the back of his legs, and then two guys, he puts his arms out, two guys grab his arms and bend him backwards until his back snaps. Oh, that sounds like a not an instant death. I don't think you die instantly. No, but that was a thing they did. That was an honorable death is to snap somebody's back backwards over a stack of wood because there's no spilt blood fuck dude so jemica is <laughs> after that it's like oh, 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 oh. Wait, drown wait. me drown me drown me no I my back. <laughs> fuck i can't feel my legs it's like don't you feel the honor though <laughs> no no drown me i don't care spill blood spill kill blood me, kill me spill blood and tim is like we can't that's dishonorable you just have to scream here he's like i know buddy it's okay shh Ah! Ah! <laughs> For four days as he starves to death, actually. Sail away, sail away, <laughs> sail away. He's petting his hair. Ah! Oh, my God! No, shh, it's okay. This is a good song, though. I love that song. Better. Sleep now, <laughs> sleep. Well, uh, Temujin is said to have not felt good about that, but there is a quote from The Secret History where... Jamica, before he died, said, There is only room for one sun in the sky and only room for one lord of earth. So I think it was more, he's like, I can't let you be in charge because I'm going to want to be in charge. Yeah. And Temujin just let that happen. And they buried him on the mountainside. His his friend, Mountain? His mountain friend? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so he buried his friend into his friend. <laughs> He buried him in. Gross. It was graphic. It was graphic. And the mountain was like, ah, fuck. Such penetration in this story. Constant penetration. Yeah. Well, it's Genghis Khan. Temujin is now, now that Onkan is dead, Jamaica's dead, uh, the Tartars are dead, the Merkids are dead. He is the Khan over the entire steppe. Like, what you think of modern Mongolia, he's the only guy in charge now. Do we know how uh, roughly how old he is-ish? Let's see, 1206, he's in his 40s-ish, somewhere in there. And it does suck that we don't know his actual age. Yeah, it's a while back. But still, he's in his 40s now, and he's taken over everything in 1206, and he is given the name Chinggis Khan. Chingus, why that? Chingus. Uh, the root words are supposed to mean strong and fearless, which is also related to the Mongolian word for wolf. So what they did was they, they sort of took like words that mean stuff like if we were to say, you are strong wolf and call you strong wolf. But then we say, but strong wolf is now a title for Khan of all of Mongolia. So Jangus is its own word now, which means universal leader. 
but it's derived from these words of like strong wolf. Okay. And he calls his nation Yeke Mongol Ulis, which means the great Mongolian nation. And he is quoted as saying, my destiny and the destiny of the great Mongol people is unfulfilled. As in, once he conquered all of the steppe, he's like, not enough. I want more rape. I want more rape. Mm. Yeah. Jern, 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 jern. And this fucking dude, I don't even know. I mean, he lets local traditions and laws stand in the areas that he conquers, which is, again, part of his whole thing that people say is great. I think it's more opportunistic where he's like, to, the best way to not create uprisings is to let people use their whatever religion you want. I don't give a fuck. Sure. Whatever your local laws are, great. The only thing I want is that you follow the ultimate law. Which is sort of like in America. You got your state laws and your federal laws. So the ultimate law is that every healthy male between 15 and 70 is a fucking soldier. Damn, 70? (laughs) Right? Some 65-year-old like, all the way up to death. I really don't feel that great, guys. Get out there! Get on the horse! Okay. We're going on a raid. Um, (laughs) Get on the horse, loser. We're going on a raid. (laughs) And he's like, I have erectile dysfunction. This doesn't even do anything for me now. Well, he actually, part of the the main law is that they're not actually allowed to abduct slaves or rape women anymore. What? No more slavery. No more stealing animals. No more raping women. So you can rape women. I actually think he... He keeps doing it himself. That's okay. They all can, but you can't raid another camp to rape women. Like, there's not a law against rape. There's a law against raiding tribes for rape. (laughs) So they call this Pax Mongolica which means Mongolian peace. And what that really is is that under Chinggis's empire, you don't fight in the empire. We kill everyone else, Yeah. but you don't kill each other. So right. that was sort of like what he meant by no more slaves and no more rape, meaning at home. Yeah. When so you that, go to some other country. Rape everybody. Yeah. Fantastic. I don't know that guy. <laughs> Fuck him. Rape him, yeah. Fuck him and all of his daughters. Yeah. But if the dude has already said that he is under me, you don't. You can't. No, smart. So there's that. There's also, like I said, open religion. There's no state religion, which is also important because most conquerors up at this point are enforcing their beliefs on people. And Chinggis didn't give a fuck what you believed. He's like, just pay your taxes and go to war when I tell you to. Yeah. That's it. And he did exempt religious leaders from tax. Uh, He exempted certain types of workers from tax. Wow. And from war. So if you are a healer or a teacher or a scholar, you don't have to be a warrior. Nice. Because he knew that um, it's important to have an educated populace. Yeah, be smarter people. Yeah. And he also decided that the Khan will no longer be selected from birthright, but from vote. So Damn. But not democracy. It's more that the higher up people all vote. Because they're still tribes. You just take a like leader a from a tribe. Republic? Bring them all together. Huh? Like a republic? Yeah, that's what it is. Sort of, Fuck. It's like America, but... The populace doesn't vote, but just like if the Senate chose the president. Okay. That's pretty much what we're dealing with here. We're like representatives from certain areas gather and they vote for the con. Weird. Yeah. So he's definitely thrown out the aristocracy shit right out the fucking window. Yeah. Which, fucking cool with me. Yeah. Um, he did create the goddamn postal service. All right. This How does he do that? First time that happened. It's called the YAM, which is supposed to be like a military thing when you just need military info to get to a place as fast as fucking possible you give a guy like a note and you're like run your horse as quick as you can to get to this info or whatever it's like the pony express 
It is. And, and they just had like certain buildings that he would ride to. It's like, this is a day away. You ride here and you can sleep here. And then you ride to the next place and you ride to the next place. And then once they realized that this works, people started just writing like, hey, you're going back to that place where my grandma is, right? Can you send her this birthday card with you? <laughs> like, the guy's like, I guess. <laughs> so they just, they created the fucking mail. That's cool. Um, they also had, this is the first time that paper money happened. Really? Um, well, they've stolen so much loot from all the tribes. And because, you know, like gold coins are supposed to hold their own value. Right. And paper money is backed up by some other deposit of, of stuff. Right. And they had so much shit on his kingdom on the mountain. He's like, we don't need to make gold coins. Like, I have this whole building full of silk. Let's just make paper that represents that silk. Yeah. And he created paper money. That's fucking crazy. I did not know he was the and creator his of that. fucking face is on it, of course. Is it? Yeah. I was going to ask if we know what he looks like. Is there drawings and shit? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how accurate they are, but he looks like what you think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fucking warlord. He's uh, he's Asian. He's got a big beard. He looks burly and scary as fuck. Urgh. Yeah. But he's also, yeah, clearly intelligent. He also introduces, uh, so his his main law, uh, he wants to be written down because he wants everyone to know about it. Language is not a big deal, so they start incentivizing learning how to write and read and uh, advancing medical shit. And then advancing... That's crazy. This one guy who took over everything and then starts introducing all these ideas. It doesn't seem maybe like that crazy of a thing because we're so used to our technology and everything yeah. today. But also they all came from like one dude. It'd be one, one thing to be like... One fucking guy. Okay, I did the postal service. Awesome. But like, it sounds like he just kept on going and going with well, his ideas. He seems so set on <sighs> conquering so much. What's up? Is it because Bill and Ted helped him out i did a lot of research i couldn't find when in his timeline he went to 1989 uh san dimas california he did yeah which i have in my notes but i couldn't figure out when in his timeline it was you have a good point because my notes i guessed later in his life but i think you're right right about this time so we should say jangus did go into a time machine that was run by two dudes yeah and he went to san dimas california in 1989 yeah and they uh they went to a mall they helped a friend clean his house. Yeah. And they went bowling too. <clears throat> he did go bowling. <laughs> and yeah, he found a baseball bat and he got arrested in the mall. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun. What was weird was he was really confused the whole time, but his only thoughts were like, this is so much rape opportunity. <laughs> but then when he went back, he obviously took some of these ideas like, you know what actually we should be doing? I saw this when I was. Yeah. I mean, I, these are my ideas. No, I didn't go to the future. I oh, I just I'm creating the. I also service. wrote this really great song. It goes. Yeah, I wrote that. No, I, it was me. I'm like, oh my god! And everyone's like, that's brilliant. Changus, <laughs> holy! Where did you pull that from? Just my heart. Yeah. Just my heart. Not the future. Cool. That's, <laughs> that's cool, man. And one guy's like, "What's the future?" <laughs> well, he uh. Has a shaman named Teb Tengeri, who is like his main shaman. He's the guy who's like, I talk to the gods for you. And these guys are always corrupt assholes. Of course. It's just, it's just history. And he started whispering to his ear that one of his younger brothers, who is a, just a con of a smaller area in the empire named Kassar, um, and, he, and the shaman's like, they're idiots. They shouldn't have land. I should have land. And I think Temujin, because he is a very religious guy, kind of believed him oh no brought his brother into his gur his big gigantic emperor gur yeah tied up kasar and was like what's the deal 
my shaman's been telling me some shit. Kassar's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. And his mom comes in. Kassar and Timogen are her direct sons. And uh, I'm going to say some shit that sounds like I made it up, but I read it in the book, The Secret History. She pulls her old tits out. What? And uh, slapped both of them. What? With her big flabby old tits. That's how she's... And screamed at him, did I not feed you both from this breast? Oh, shit. Smack. Smack. And he's like, Mom. Mom, okay, okay, okay. This is weird, Mom. You've never done this before. Do I have your attention? Whack. Do I have your attention? Yes, Mom. And so she gives him a talk like, this is your brother. You have some asshole talking into your ear and trying to sow division in your empire. So... Yeah, that's actually what happened. Uh, he untied Kassar, grabbed the shaman, and broke his fucking back right there on the ground. Like, Shit. Down. He's like, don't fucking fuck with me. Uh, Howland dies shortly after that. Probably just of old age, but maybe, uh, maybe, maybe out of exhaustion from tit slapping. I don't know. I don't calm know. your tits. <laughs> she couldn't calm her tits to death. That's how bad it was. <laughs> well, he starts... He wants to take over the whole fucking Earth. And really, this time, we don't know how big the Earth is. Right. And we don't know who's out there. Like, they know China is to the south of them. They have an idea that there's some empire to the north of them in Siberia. They have some idea that there's a bunch of Muslims to the west. But they're like, I don't care. I'm taking all of them, is his idea. So he starts using a bunch of different formations against the Chinese. One called Lightning Advance, in which he would have riders get to a destination fucking fast because normally you ride to a place and your horse gets tired right so instead he'd have a bunch of encampments of people with fresh horses where his riders would switch horses every day so you have guys who are riding on a fresh horse every day non-stop constantly he's like we're fucking getting there he had one called the tumbleweed formation which is like the moving bush he had one called the lake formation where they line up and shoot arrows like waves of a lake where you have a line of guys shoot arrows and then another line of guys and they just switch off. And all these types of things are used against a group of Chinese, uh, a Chinese group of people called the Naiman. And I don't need to go too much into it. He annihilates the Naiman and they don't exist anymore. You know, he, he eliminates the Naiman? The just... nine men. It was just the nine. They were well, like. <laughs> that was, that was easier than I thought. There's around. only nine of us. What the whole he... stop with the chisel formation. Treat the Naiman like I treat the Hyman. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> well, he sends his brother Yochi. Oh yeah, Yochi. With uh, a Tumen, which is ten thousand men, to Sibir, uh, which is modern Siberia, to take them over, and that goes very quickly. Uh, just using these types of strategies that the world has no idea how to defend against, because you have these guys who, like, normally when you send a whole train of a military somewhere, you have to bring resources and cooks and all this shit and the mongolians don't it's just warriors because they can hunt for themselves yeah they can sleep in cold climates they can build their own tents when everything gets really shitty they just drink the blood of their fucking horse <laughs> like th- this is ten thousand dudes who don't need anything else other than bloodshed and rape yeah so they run into siberia uh they take over large swaths of land there they pledge allegiance to the Khan up there they're like, fuck, stop. Just stop what you're doing, and we will pledge to who? whoever. Who's the guy? What? Chengis? Genghis? What? Okay, fine. <laughs> yes, great. So they do that. They go down to northern China. Same fucking thing. People immediately surrender after. So he'll take over a couple towns, 
and the slaughter is so complete and the psychological warfare is so thorough after you take over a few towns the other ones just surrender and they just absorb into his empire yeah that's the motherfucker we're talking about shit so he also count conquers a group of people called the tangut he takes over a province in china called gansu um, he finds in China that they have large walls and buildings that he's not accustomed to fighting. He finds ways to create siege warfare. I mean, at first they just have crude catapults where they throw rocks over the walls. There's nobody even on their side. Someone's just watching them like, huh. What the fuck is the deal with this? What? Are there people outside? Well, they did take rotting animal corpses and throw them over the walls. <laughs> and it's reported that it's the gross. animals like hit the ground and... That's gross. And just get bacteria over everybody disease fuck um and some typhus maybe what actually a cool uh, like ends up happening because of the way that he he would take over a city and he would he would kill the leaders immediately and he would take some sex slaves that's not great but then he would find talented people in the city engineers and scholars and say join me you help me help you help me not kill you and they're like okay i love not being killed <laughs> yeah, that's it's, great it's my favorite so he found Chinese engineers who know how to siege over walls, know how to build walls. This is around the time when uh, gunpowder's being invented. Oh, shit. He yeah. learns explosions with these Chinese engineers. And he walks into China with all of these new techniques and murders the fuck out of a whole group of people called the Uyghur, who are in northern China. So I am kind of skipping through a lot of this shit. Like, if you want to know more about the specifics of these campaigns and these wars, they exist. There's just not a lot more to say other than he uses his badass tactics, he scares the balls off of everyone, <laughs> he murders everyone, and then he takes over. Like, Shit. beyond real tight specifics, that's just what he keeps doing so over is he going, and over. So is he going over the Great Wall of China? This is the Great Wall he oh, does. Oh, shit. He runs, so it's not the Great Wall like as it stands now because as it stands now, it's considerably reinforced because of him. Oh, yeah. They were like, we don't want this to happen again. <laughs> but it's around the same place, and it's roughly the same height. I don't think it's the same thickness. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he did... That's uh, what she said. <clears throat> <laughs> well, before she got raped. He was able to destroy large parts of the Great Wall and get into China and fucking killed everybody. <laughs> um, Shit. He gets into what is called the Jurchid Dynasty, which is current-day Beijing. Okay. And they're the ones who... I love who... Beijing beef. You like Beijing beef? I love Beijing beef. Oh, that's so funny, because my favorite thing from Panda is the the Mongolian... Oh, yeah? ...chicken. I love the Mongolian chicken. So there. we're against it's... each other. Interesting. Huh. Who won in the end? Beijing is still called Beijing, right? No, it's called Jurchid. <laughs> it's actually still called Mongolia up there. What's up? <laughs> who wins what? He, uh, he breaks through the Great Wall and demands a submission from the Jurchid king. And the guy's like, yeah, cool, great. Please, just leave. And uh, he opens up the Silk Road into his empire now so that they are getting hella good resources from nice. all over the world now. Because the Silk Road runs through the Middle East and through Europe and through India. Yeah. So they get all kinds of cool shit. Spices and oh, whatever. Cloths and... Whatever people wanted back then. It's not what we want now. Apparently, after the, he demanded submission and left because he felt satisfied about that, the Jurchid king said, fuck that guy, whatever. He came in here with all his bullshit and then left. I don't even care. 
Hmm. I'm the king. I don't even give a fuck. I don't even care. So shortly, Jingus sent an envoy, uh, like emissaries, to go negotiate. Like, hey, thanks for giving us all your stuff that we took. Thanks for <laughs> submitting. So let's set up some rules. And the Jurchid guy actually kills them. Oh, no. Don't do that. Whoops. Don't do that. So instead of just an expeditionary force... Uh, Jengis sends the force of 65,000 uh, men on Calvary Yikes. into the Jurchid. Now, the Jurchid are a legitimate empire. The Jurchid, it is estimated, have about 65,000 Calvary as well, and then 85,000 infantry. Ooh. So infantry is just like dudes on their feet. Calvary is on horseback. Damn, that's pretty big. Yeah, so they are, they definitely outnumber him. But... But it's Genghis's army. It's Genghis. Yeah. So Genghis does his regular thing. He goes on top of his mountain, prays to his god, and it's like, should I do this? And the god's like, fuck yeah, dude. That's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Rape and blood, man. And he's so, like, oh, yeah, right. Oh, I almost forgot. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, let's go kill all the Chinese. So they run down there, and uh, yeah, they, they fucking... I mean, the estimates are in hundreds of thousands into the millions of death. And even though the Jurchia did have a large army... They were not in any way prepared for the types of strategies that they were up against. And they burned and raped and destroyed modern Beijing to the fucking ground. Jesus. I mean, he would go to from, again, he would go from little village to little village and be like, did you hear what I did to that other village? Do you want to submit? And they're like, yes, please. <laughs> and he just kept doing that. And then he would go to other places and he wouldn't give them the option to submit. He would just start burning cities down. So that the refugees would run to other cities to sow chaos. So that they go, this motherfucker's not kidding around. And everybody freaks out. And so by the time he gets there... We already submit. Did you get our letter? Yeah. Have you heard of this this new thing called the post office? (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty cool. Uh, This guy up north uses it. Can I do what you want me to do? Please, God. Um, And he, apparently by the time... Well, actually, I have a quote from him that's around this time where he says, The greatest happiness is to vanquish your enemies, chase them before you, rob them of their wealth, to see those dear to them bathed in tears, to clasp at your bosom their wives and daughters. Jesus. This is the fucking guy. I think this is a similar, it's the same quote, but from a different source, where he says, The greatest joy a man can have is victory. To conquer one's enemy's armies, pursue them, deprive them of their possessions, reduce their family to tears, ride their horses, and ravish their wives and daughters. Yeah, wow. When we were talking about what a great innovator he is. Yeah, he he was also, I mean, he was killing and raping people. He's a rape innovator, is what he is. Like, I do love to think of modern Mongolia like, their international airport is named after him. Like, he's on their money. He is their George Washington. They revere him. And he is also... Rah! Blood and rape! Like, that's his shit. That's what he does. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's fucking cool with me. Well, I mean... Historically, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not in real life. I'm just going to go outside and jump on a horse and just take over my neighborhood. <laughs> like, rah! Well, they, they would kept doing shit like that. They would surround cities that had these walls and starve them out until they surrendered or they were too weak to do anything. Yeah. In 1214, he officially... Oh, sorry, I didn't say it before, but modern Beijing at the time was called Zanfdu. 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 And uh, he takes it. And sorry, I didn't say that, right? Zanfdu is actually Zingdu. Zingdu? Yeah. And uh, Zingdu is now his. He takes down the walls. 
There was a military commander who was in charge of the defense who apparently, when the walls broke down, committed suicide. And there was also He's reportedly like, nope. thousands of women who committed suicide to avoid rape. They already heard about them. They knew it was coming. Shit. And uh, instead of becoming a wife, uh, apparently many, many young women. He shows up. What the fuck? Dude, I will, but I don't like to fuck a dead body. Ugh. I mean, All I right. will. It's not what I prefer. All right. Gather the family in here so they can watch. <laughs> oh Come God. on. This is what being conquered is. <laughs> You should have fought better. I don't know what to tell you. Submitted earlier, at least. Could have. Could have submitted. I gave you the option. I gave you the option. I'm going to wait. I'm going to rape all of you. St- stand right there. Stand right there. He talks to people the way I talk to Tom Cruise. Is <laughs> 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 really the best way to do it. What are you doing to Tom Cruise? Are you raping Tom Cruise? Eh. I mean, rape is a tough word. Oh, Jesus. Well, Gushers. <laughs> Gushers. So that's what gushers is. I thought it was the candy that's the whole time. Gushers. Bummer. Got dark. That's what it is. Dark. That's not dark for me. <laughs> I'm having a great time. Um well the the king down there, his name is actually he goes by the Golden Con. And uh it's the Golden Con who who was the one who like submitted and then changed his mind about submitting. Hmm. Oh and, yes. And uh yeah, I mean, because of that betrayal, Jengis just fucking burns everything down. Yeah. Kills the Golden Khan, kills fucking everybody. I mean, modern Beijing was just piles of bones and fire because he does not like being betrayed. And they took all of this treasure to the point where it even seems like culturally there's a turn in Mongolia when they get back home. They have so much goddamn treasure now that they're like, we're fucking rich, dude! Woo! They just rape everybody. And then they started calling him Bugsy because he would like wig out whenever people betrayed him. And then he's like, what'd you call me? You need fire insurance. (laughs) (laughs) I'll burn this place down. I'll burn all of China down. I'm bugging out, man. I'm bugging out. I'll burn down all of China. I'll burn all of it. (laughs) Seriously, just burning, raping, pillaging. This is also like around 1218. The Sibbers, who are the Siberian people that his brother conquered earlier, reportedly stopped sending taxes and slaves back the way they're supposed to. So he sends Subadai to deal with it, and by deal with it, just killed everybody. Burn and kill every- yeah. everybody. Replace the leader, bam. Why You don't need to fix something that's not broken. You just yeah. burn and kill everybody. I think that's the best solution. If something doesn't go your way, you just throw it in the garbage disposal. Well, in uh, 1219, he's 60, and he's kind of staying home a lot, just living in a pile of silk and gold and young girls. Hmm. And he sends his army west. So during the Chinese campaign, he was there. He's too old now. He could, I think, but he doesn't. He goes, he sends a bunch of expeditions west to the Middle East Yeah. to destroy, or at least see if he can get... Taxes from the Sultan Muhammad II, who is ruler of, it's called Khorizmia, which is Persia, like Pakistan and Iran now. And he sends an envoy to say, hey, there's a guy over there, really mean and powerful, You uh, you should submit. And same thing, he kills the envoy. Now Genghis, maybe because he's getting old, is a little less fiery, he's like, maybe it was a mistake. I don't know the Sultan. So he sends another envoy. And the Sultan does a similar thing where he kills half of them. And then disfigures the faces of the other half and sends them back. Like, go tell him 
to fuck off and I'm not interested. Shit. Which is the wrong thing to do to Genghis Khan. Yeah. So when I was talking about how he destroyed China. Yeah, Beijing. It still had an economy. (laughs) There were still people standing. So the campaign against the Sultan is so gory and horrific that I don't even know if I can detail it. There are depictions of, and, and this is where he doesn't really even give cities the option to submit so much anymore. He would tell them that they can submit, and then, and then he uses them as either fodder or the front line of his offense, or he would throw their bodies as catapults over walls. Jesus. So nobody lived. Just fucking nobody. And there were even reports of, not Marco Polo, but people like that before him, who would like from Europe, like, you know, explorers, like, I'm going to the Middle East to see what's going on. There are reports that after these campaigns that the streets of some of these cities in Iran were actually slippery with human fat because oh my god, they murdered and burned fucking everything. They said that there were piles of human bones, like mountain-sized piles of human bones. Jesus Christ. And that some of these cities smelt like burnt flesh for years. My God. So, I don't know how much I can really give you specifics, but that's what happened. So, I take it the Sultan got he was murdered? Well, so, I was talking earlier about Subatai, uh, mm-hmm. Soup or Thai. Super Thai. Which, I fucking actually do love Subatai. It's funny, like, you know, modern context, war historians believe that Genghis and Subatai are two of the history's greatest war generals of all time. That's cool. Like, to as of now. Damn. They still think that. And so Subadai led a lot of these campaigns and he actually, him and his force chased the Sultan all the way to, I think what is like Greece now. Oh shit. Um, all the way to the fucking sea. And I think the Sultan barely escaped him and got onto a ship and got to an island and just died on the ship. But Subadai left a few guys on the shore and he's like, you live here until the Sultan is dead or you get across and kill him. So the sultan stayed on that island and <laughs> shot arrows at anybody, any boat that came near him, and I think he died on that island. Shit! But it was around this time that Changa sent a envoy, like, they've destroyed all this shit. And he goes to the middle of a town, and I don't... There's some people that say it was Jangus himself, and some people say it was a representative because he's too old. But there is a quote that he says, I am the punishment of God, where he essentially says, I am the will of God. If you had surrendered and had been spared, then you would have been fine. But if you resist, then you will be destroyed with your wife and your children. Where he essentially said, if you guys had not disobeyed me the first time or the second time, be fine. I would not have killed all of you. But I am the punishment of God's vengeance against you disobeying me. Damn! And it's reported that about 2 million people were killed in Persia. That's insane, dude. Which, two million... I mean, uh, millions of people in Persia now, but back then, I think that's 60% of the population, maybe? Jesus Christ. Yeah. The, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I couldn't find this anywhere else, but Dan Carlin did say that it was a tradition to break the populace's will by taking young women and raping them in churches and making the populace watch that. Why? Or like making the family watch. Because his whole thing, again, is psychological warfare. 
if I can make you think that we are so bloodthirsty and where's your God now? As he's like in the church, <laughs> that's the fucking and the case, family's dude. watching. Because like no these one are, can save these you. are all Muslims, and so they're like, Allah will save us against these savages, and then he doesn't. And you're like, I guess I have to submit because I don't think Allah gives a fuck. <laughs> yeah, he just murdered everyone and then raped my daughters in front of me. Fuck. Um, and this is peak Muslim culture. You know when they talk about how. Western culture sort of like started in Greece and then it moved into Europe and it was really adopted by the Muslim culture about this time, mid dark ages ish before it was taken back up by Northern Europe. But this is like when math and science and philosophy is only barely surviving because the Muslim culture has adopted it because he ripped through. it, It is thought that modern culture is different than it would have been that's weird some people argue that if Genghis hadn't gone into the islamic empire and completely disrupted it that western culture never would have happened because the crusades were going on but they were losing because the muslims were very well armed very well educated and they were fighting off just fine if the mongolians hadn't ripped them apart the the muslims probably would have taken over europe and the culture we would be observing now would be muslim that's like, weird. Instead of Christian. That's because he he completely destabilized half of the Middle East. And then and then was like, you work for me now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm absorbing all of your Remember shit. Remember when you said no twice? Fuck you! Why did you say no twice? Yeah. I'm going to murder everyone. I said submit, and you're like, nah. nah. I was like, hey, you know what? I'll C- tell you what. Come on. Cut you some slack. Come on. Yeah? And Come like, on. No. I kill everyone! And it's crazy that that's the kind of temper that he has, where he's like, you don't fucking tell me no. Yeah. Do you know how, hey, how many women do you know? I will know them. Oh, my God. I will own them. Well, this is around the time that he's mostly just sort of staying at home. Um, There's some smaller campaigns. He sends Subadai up into Europe to check out what's Europe, what's up there. We don't even know. He goes into what's modern-day Georgia. And it's fucking hilarious because this is a small expeditionary force, like not even a full-on military, we want your land shit. It's just Subadai checking out who's up there, how easy are they to conquer type of thing. And the Georgian and Russian depictions of this at this time were bloodthirsty masses of these awful, God, they were taking over the whole country. And from the Mongolian, it was just like, and we were just checking it out. Hey, what's that over there? Yeah, let's go look at that. Let's go take that. And to a Mongolian, let's go check it out means burn the city down and rape their yeah. wives. And then they're like, eh, that's kind of fun. That was nah. e- this is easy. Mm. And so the writers at the time inflate their numbers like, there were millions of ruthless monsters. And it was literally Subadai and about 200 guys. <laughs> oh, my God. And they just walked through fucking Europe. They got all the way to Kiev. It started getting cold, and it's up north, and they're not used to, like, barren cold. So they kind of turned around like, ah, if with a larger force, yeah, we could take this if we felt like it kind of shit. There's more sieges like this where he sends out his people to go check stuff out. They try to take over India, but it's very humid, very hot. Yeah. And they're not used to that. It's very mountainous at the top of India. They were never able to break through. Tried. That didn't ever super go well. Around 1222, he's getting pretty old, and he actually elicits a Taoist monk to ask for an elixir of eternal life. Oh, nice. Because he's like, I've heard that you can live forever. And the Taoist monk is like, you can't, as far as I know. But you can live longer if you abstain from, like, sex and meat. He's like, 
okay, now I guess I'll just die at the normal age. I'm just going to die tomorrow. <laughs> That's literally what the secret history said, is that the Taoist monk told him to abstain from sex and meat, and he more or less was like, I'll pass. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's fine. longer life? You no. don't have an elixir? Fine, I'm going to go fuck some more. <laughs> What's the point of living longer than if I'm not going to yeah. eat? And What's have... the fucking point? The uh, opulence of the Mongolian Empire is through the fucking roof to the point where, you know, you work really hard in life and you become rich, and then you have kids and they're just spoiled assholes and don't yeah. know what to do. That's what he's living with now. Bummer. Because this is a guy who l- worked for it, fucking owned everything he got, and then his kids are just like, yeah, da- dad gave me some gold. Woo. I like to rape. I don't earn rape. <laughs> I just take it. Um. Well, there is a revolt in a Chinese place called the Tangut, which I talked about earlier that he took over the Tangut. Yeah. Well, there's a little revolt. This happens. Where they're like, we don't want to pay taxes anymore. Ugh. And he's so pissed off about this that this he's 65 now. He gets on his horse, heads south to the Tanga with a huge military party. And he's like, we are going to kill everyone. Yeah. And they're en route. Like, do you not remember what I did last time? Okay, let me remind you. I've heard about what I do everywhere all the time. <laughs> so they're on, actually, it's kind of a bummer. They're just on a small uh, hunting trip en route to the Tanga Empire. He actually f- just fucking falls off his horse. His horse bucks him off. They don't know what happened, but he broke some bones. And he's sort of laid up in his gur out there and he starts having like a fever and a bunch of pain and he actually dies six days later oh, from, shit. from fever and he, he does die it is believed to be pretty solid that we know it's august 18th of 1227 one of his many many wives he's he's got like 15 now yeah uh dresses his body and they take his funeral procession up he's quoted as saying i have conquered fear but i have failed to conquer the world and that is my failure uh he solidly felt he was going to take over the entire goddamn earth and if it was smaller he would have yeah <laughs> so he felt he he failed his divine mission well it's weird because his funeral possession which was per his uh his want is completely secret they don't know where he's buried because of his personality we all feel like we know he's at that mountain the cal the calden mountain his friend his friend he wanted to be in his friend forever want to be deep yeah deep in his friend forever but per his wishes he wrote it down the funeral possession was, was supposed to go to the mountain, and anyone they, they encountered, they murdered. <laughs> when they got there, they dug the hole. It's believed that his type of tomb would be, it's called Zhiyong Nu, is a style of burying royalty, where you actually bury 20 meters down to the ground, build a wooden structure and put him in there, and then bury it. And so anybody who was on the envoy there was murdered. Uh, anybody who built the hole was murdered. Anybody who was there to oversee the funeral, murdered Why? by other people back. I don't, nobody knows. He, he did not want his tomb to be disturbed. He didn't want anybody to dig him up and disgrace him. Damn, well, that's so the way to do it. They still don't know where he is. So did the people know that that was going to happen to them? Yeah. Oh, shit. As far as I know. I don't want to be the guy to bury like, you. He had a group of people in his empire who were waiting for the funeral procession to come back to murder them. Like, that's crazy. That's your job in the funerals to kill the people who did the funeral so that nobody knows where he's at. Yeah. I mean, Mongolians then and now still have a lot of superstition about graves and dead bodies and shit like that. So maybe has it's just anyone, part of that. Has anyone today tried going and looking for it? Oh, yeah. I mean, not archaeologists, not in Mongolia because they respect his wishes. Yeah. But um, during World War II, when the Nazis took over that whole area, 
and Himmler was obsessed with with the Mongolians and Genghis. So they tried to find it. And, you know, some conspiracy theorists think they did. Along with the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments, uh, aliens, whatever. Yeah. But I don't think anybody's found it. I mean, it's pretty nondescript. Like, they said that they buried him, and then they ran horses over the ground so it didn't look like it had been dug up, and they left no markers. It's just out there. Crazy. Now, there was some grave robbers in the 80s who found similar tombs out there, and they found fucking grips of gold and silk. Like, people would love to get their hands on it. I'm sure there's billions of dollars worth of shit in there now. Yeah, shit. But he just doesn't want to be found. You yeah. know, that's his wishes. So did the did his army ever go and take back over like the original plan before he died? Did they go? Yeah. <laughs> so just a quick bit. Um, his son, Ogadai, was voted the next con. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it's believed that Ogadai was voted because he was not that competent. Oh. Like the other cons wanted somebody they could manipulate. Use as a tool, yeah. Yeah. Ogadai was a little bit simple and a drunk. Um, and so they sort of used Ogadai and the, I mean, they killed the Tangut. Uh, they kept hold on the Middle East and actually from, I wrote down the last few cons goes Ogadai, Goyut, Monke, um, Kublai, and Toghan Temer is considered the last great con of Mongolia. So these last five guys did end up conquering like half of the fucking world before internal conflicts and and like being spoiled and shit like not being as tough as Genghis was and it sort of just sort of fell apart yeah um Ogadai died in 1241 and just yeah it just never regained that prominence that it had at that point you know yeah and uh let's see some other loose tidbits we had um also the area of his family birth on the Onan River is sectioned off and restricted. You're not fucking allowed to go there. Really? Today? You still, can't. still can't go there. Um, Weird. His best friend mountain, Burkhan Khaldun, is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, so no archaeological digs are allowed. So we may never know. Damn. Um, some speculative stuff about what his raping rampage caused on the world You've got, like I said before, the Pax Mongolica, which is Mongolian peace, like no fighting in the empire. Right. It's believed that that created a, a sense that empires should operate that way. Like, we have peace within. Maybe that wasn't a fucking thing. Shit. I don't know. There's also a lot of... It's attributed to him the spread of the Black Plague. Why so? Why him? So the Black Plague came... It, it, people do think that it originated, the virus originated somewhere in China. And because he conquered everything and created this open economy where the Silk Road was just burning with shit. Like, because the Mongolian Empire had peace within itself, you could trade all over the place. You could send some shit from the bottom of China to the top of Siberia or all the way into fucking almost Greece. Yeah. And because there was that openness, the virus started in China and just fucking spread and spread and spread and spread. Before him, where it was closed off tribes, it maybe it wouldn't have happened. Damn. That's what some people think. Um, also, like I said before, the collapse of the Muslim Empire, which was just on the cusp of defining Western culture. Like Dan Carlin actually called him a historical arsonist in that he's like, history is different because he fucking burned half of it down. It's totally <laughs> different because of him. That's crazy. Because of his raping. We've talked, we haven't talked enough about rape. 
Oh, have we not? I don't think so. Okay. We were going to talk about how uh, there's that joke Patton Oswalt had. Yeah, yeah. Where he had his DNA done and like 16% of it was Asian. He's like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, yeah, it's, that's Genghis Khan. It's, it's Genghis. And that's the case. A 2003 study said 16 million men um, have Y chromosome markers that are traced back to Mongol royalty. So there's a good chance you're related to the fucking guy. Yeah, it's crazy. Or somebody that worked for him. Subadai, maybe one of his kids. Fuck. They raped so many fucking people. It's kind of insane. I got to do that, the 23 and me. I want to. I got to do that. Well, I already know. Mine is just going to say. Will they tell you, like, specific? Mine's going to say white. Yeah, I know. Mine, too. Yeah. They'll be like, I think, like, at some point, maybe one of your ancestors fucked a ghost because you're whiter than. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that even happens. So you have ghost DNA? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm related to Tila Tequila. Be careful, dude. She will oh, she fuck. will fucking skank up your whole goddamn house. That's They're why it's all ghost smelling juice. <laughs> I I've mentioned some of this. He is remembered and attributed to creating diplomatic immunity, uh meaning when you send a peaceful envoy, it, it has to be no killing them. And if you, you do, fucking hated that. You will kill all your everybody. Kill everybody. <laughs> um religious freedom, postal service, paper money, um all that shit. I still think intent is my objection to that he's, he's not like i want to make the world nice that's not what he was like, thinking this is easier for me if i do it this way i want people to rebel less often yeah well all told he his empire conquered roughly six million square miles Shit. ultimately at the end the mongolian empire conquered 12 million miles and in both cases it's it's contiguous land meaning one swath of land yeah continuous. so that's the largest amount anybody's ever conquered. The only people who come close is the uh, English Empire, who at their peak did have more land, 13.7 million square miles, but it's non-contiguous. Right. So that's kind of fun. But the 12 million square miles is 22% of the Earth. That's crazy. So wrap your head around that. Africa is 11 million square miles, so it's bigger than Africa. With Fuck, dude. Time. And to give you an idea, uh, Alexander the Great, was able to conquer 2 million square miles. Napoleon, 1 million. Really? Uh, Damn. Hitler, 2.5. Uh, the Roman Empire, 6 million. We're talking the he Mongolian Empire, the Earth. 12 million square miles. It's goddamn enormous. Although, his estimated kill death is about 70 million. <laughs> <laughs> What's his rape? Oh, my God. Hundreds of millions. Those poor potentially. women. Potentially. And it is estimated that at the time it was he killed 11% of the world's population. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, what a great man. And nowadays, <laughs> he he's on their fucking money. Yeah. If you get the 5000 or the 10000 Mongolian Tagrog, uh he's his fucking face is on that. Yeah. And one well, 1600 Tagrogs is one American dollar, so. Oh. Yeah, if you're into that. But he's on all their shit. He's on stamps. They got statues. He's on their fucking vodka bottles and cigarettes. We talked earlier. There is a Pokemon called, uh, yeah, yeah. uh which is Kangaskhan. Kangaskhan. Which is a kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are international airports named after him. There's also the Genghis Grill franchise, which is an interactive Mongolian stir fry, fast casual dining. Sounds delicious. From Texas to Maryland. Let's go get some. Um, the last thing I was going to say is there's some fucking badass movies you can watch about him. Um, 
they're all of them that I found were on YouTube. Well, actually, I think one of them was on Amazon Prime. But hmm. you've got Mongol. It's actually just called Mongol: The Rise of Genghis from 2008, uh, which is probably the best one. It's actually from Mongolia. You got to read subtitles, but it's very, very fucking good. There's also one called Genghis Khan to the Ends of the Earth and Sea from 2007, which is a li- little less fun. The greatest Genghis Khan depiction of all time. Are you fucking <laughs> ready? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> from uh, 1956, John Wayne. What? Portrayed Genghis Khan in The Conqueror. That guy's whiter than I am. How's he Genghis Khan? It is so goddamn hilarious. Because the rest of the cast are Asian people. And then he goes, yep. We're going to conquer all those Chinese pilgrims. Oh. <laughs> I'm Genghis Khan. Circle, circle the wagons, pilgrims. It is going so to get China. off the wall, ridiculous. Everyone oh, needs man. to see the conqueror. And what's awesome is I just thought that I had stumbled on something hilarious. But no, it is actually considered one of the worst movies of all time. And uh, for its stupidity and not just filming stupidity, get this, dude. It was filmed in southwest Utah. No way. In 1955, which was when we were testing nuclear bombs out there. Oh, my God, yeah. So the Downwinders, uh, when they were talking about getting cancer, about half of the cast of The Conqueror got cancer. No way. So it is... uh, What's his name? John Wayne. John Wayne. John Wayne died of cancer. What? So they think that this is not only one of the worst movies made of all time, it is actually called one of the deadliest movies of all time because... Um, Howard Hughes, who produced it, was obsessed over how terrible it is. He watched it every night <laughs> until he went fucking insane. Like, when you hear about Howard Hughes being insane and being afraid of germs, yeah. it's because of his obsession with making The how Conqueror. How bad it was. And then you've got half the crew developed cancer. Leading lady uh, Susan Hayward died of brain cancer in 1975. Jesus. John Wayne died of stomach cancer in 1972. Uh, The director Dick Powell died of lymphoma in 1963. Everybody who was attached to this god-awful project depicting Genghis Khan as a white cowboy. Oh, my God. Paid for that uh, in the worst fucking way possible. I mean, it sounds like they kind of maybe deserved it if they were in that movie. I'm going to take over <laughs> Siberia, pilgrim. Like, yeah, it sounds like something like Mystery Science Theater 3000 Holy fucking shit. Do. Yeah, I, I watched a good portion of it, and I need to one night just sit down and really absorb it. <laughs> just the brilliance. And just watch people slowly getting cancer on screen. Oh, my God. While John Wayne is like, yep, I'm the Genghis Khan. <laughs> like, Jesus, fuck, dude. This Fine. is insanity. <laughs> well, uh, his spirit banner, like I said before, their spirit is actually inside the banner. His spirit banner was uh, somewhere like upheld in his his main city on that mountain. Yeah. Until the Nazis took over and it was displaced for a long time. They recently found it in like the 80s. Really? In the back of a fucking storage area. So it's back in Mongolia and his spirit is still in there probably, I'm sure, just wishing he wasn't a pulse we could rape. Yeah. And he's just there. That's Motherf- crazy, mother- dude. Motherfucker's there. What a good fucking episode. I did not know he was... <sighs> I, I knew Genghis was big, but this is also... I didn't know a lot of the stuff that came along with like his ideas. A that lot he, of shit, man. Yeah. Who can Money paper? say what the con wants? Beautiful. It's really a beautiful story. When you... When you... Forget about 11 million dead and, and 100 million raped... 
it's a great story. <laughs> yeah. It's really inspirational. I actually think that, that really holds it all together. It's the Jesus the Christ. rape glues it together. Oh god, the it's rapey so bad. glue. <laughs> I don't like joking around about rape, but fuck. Tell your local cobbler about us and your baker mm. and your grandparents. No, Jengus is cool. I liked it. He's a murderer. It's fine. It's, a, it's still a fun story. Happened in history. That's what we do. Thank you for listening to People Time and the the Rapatron Jengus Khan. Ooh, that's nice. It's got a nice ring to it. That's what he is. Thanks for listening to another episode of People Time. We appreciate it. Yeah, so make sure that if you are enjoying the content, that you subscribe. It helps boost up the content for you. We get better when you give us stars and thumbs. Yep. So make sure that you like, subscribe, comment. We enjoy your comments just in general. Fuck yeah. Also email us at... Email me. PeopleTimePodcast at gmail.com. We live there. Yeah. We'll also get you uh, some t-shirts, so if you comment on there, we can throw out some t-shirts to you guys. Hello, bitch. Maybe some hats. Yeah, we're fucking working on hats. Yeah. And all the requests. Anybody. And we love you. Oh, my God. I love you so much. We love you, dabblers. You dabbling bitch. <laughs> I can't picture it so well just this guy kills some guy names his son after that guy he's like i fucking hate my kid <laughs> <laughs>